listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Turn my headphones up. Louder. Why I watch the Bad Girls Club? I don't need to know 
what's no, working inside that my brain. Ruins it. I want to be as simple minded as I possibly can. Yeah, then I feel like I'm wasting my potential and shit. Yeah. Like, they break me. <laughs> I don't want to think about it. Just punch, ladies. Just punch. Well, um, the, uh, I, the first version voice, the first voice you heard was Bo Keen from the Consumption Junction podcast. And at Bo Keen, B O K E N. On Twitter, even though it's South African, he is a white dude, I assure you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so say what's up to everybody, Bokeen. Thanks for having me, and you're absolutely right. White dude from the suburbs all the way through. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even really want to wrap the intro. He was like, ah, I'm going to stick with what I know. Fuck that. <laughs> I gotta stay in my lane. <laughs> we need to get we need to get us a uh, white dude that rock and roll the intro one time. Yeah. Oh. Yes, I mean we you know we got we had opera singers and award winning opera yes. singers. Yeah. Well, that's next. And then of course the other person that you hear is Miss Chartreuse. She's Miss Chartreuse on Twitter, and I will spell that because <laughs> it's half it's half ghetto. But then it's half refined because <laughs> chartreuse is very is very hard to spell. I can't. Yes, it is. Um, but Miz is M I Z. So okay, like her. And every, that messed me up in the beginning. Every other ratchet chick on like MySpace has that. <laughs> but chartreuse is actually C H R T R E U S E. Okay. So uh, and it's all one word together. Um, you should be able to find her, and she has her own blog, MissChartreuse.com, where she talks about all sorts of enlightening things and uh is actually how i found found her podcast which is the consumption junction which you can find on itunes but say hello to everybody miss chartreuse hello everybody yes miss chartreuse i have the dichotomy of being a little bit ratchet but then a little bit of class so <laughs> you know anybody who's worth half a shit is full of contradictions and different sides so yes that was a really great explanation for the name thank you see she see how that was deep don't you feel kind of like damn i i never would have thought that <laughs> when i read that stuff on myspace i just go miss no don't dictate this right same question <laughs> how did i even log into my myspace in 2011 i don't even know how i got it I don't even know what my password is. I don't even know what email address I use to log into MySpace. So that's <laughs> yeah. If it was really, if it was really MySpace, it would be Miz. Why these bitches be hating on the nigga? I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do. Let me live my life, motherfucker. Chartreuse. Dot com. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, nice. Um. So I, let, I've got questions for you guys, and uh, you know, we try to keep it laid back here. But I, I want to know first of all, like, what made you guys decide to start a podcast? Like that first time you were like, let's get on the mic and voice our opinions about shit. Okay, you want to take that? Shit, I'm sorry. I, I lost y'all for just half a second there. I apologize. No problem. I, I can repeat it. Um, uh, and Oh, and for people uh, out there in Radio Land, we're recording with their cell phone, so yes. if there's anything, like, the the quality sounds fine on our end, yes. but in case they can't hear us because Skype is kind of a bitch sometimes, that's what's happening. Right. Yes. But um, basically my question was, what made you guys start the pod, like, start a podcast? Like, what was the impetus to make you guys get on the microphone and broadcast your, your points of view to the world? Oh, well, you're asking a question. The answer to this is a love story. So, uh, basically, and there's a long backstory to how me and Charlotte and uh, Ms. Chartreuse know one another. Uh, but basically what had happened was, uh, she had found through my space, believe it or not, a few years back, that I was, that I had started up a blog and I had started writing. And she contacted me and we're trading emails, shit like that. And, um, you know, we were looking to collaborate on something because she, you know, obviously writing as well. And, 
Um, you know, I had the idea of, I, I hadn't fleshed out the idea completely, but I wanted to do something like a back and forth style debate. And then the idea came up, we talked about doing a podcast. And we even named it long before we ever, like two and a half years before we ever actually launched it. So we met up, we recorded a podcast, uh, drank a lot of beer. It was terrible. Uh, <laughs> it was just real, like no focus. We were all over the place. We were drunk, we were sloppy, whatever. And uh, next thing you know, we were kicking it. And uh, that's, that's a great love story now, isn't it? Wow, it's like yeah. the first time everybody had sex. Sloppy <laughs> and gross all yeah. over the place. We were drunk, and then she kept staying and watching Netflix. So I was like, I fuck it. get rid of her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was really interesting because we, when we started dating, or even first started talking on the phone, we would have, like, three-hour conversations. And he lived in the suburbs. I lived here in Chicago. And I would just hole up in my room, and we would talk, and we would laugh a lot. And that was kind of the nice basis. We knew that we'd be able to have conversations with each other and still have it be entertaining. And then we just decided it does, you know, be somewhat of attention whores because, you know, everybody who has a blog or a podcast or something wants a little bit of attention in some way. So we she had a lot of it. Right? So, you know, it turned into phone conversations, into blogging collaboratively, and we started the show and started promoting it, so... Great. And things have, things have changed quite a bit in that two and a half years. Because nowadays, me and Ms. Chartreuse live together, and she hates my motherfucking guts. So we never <laughs> even have those kind of conversations anymore, except on Sunday nights when we do the podcast. So it's like couples therapy for us. Oh, yeah. okay. That's the only time I really try to talk to them, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is weird doing a podcast with somebody you live with, because, like, like, sometimes we'll be in a car, we'll be talking about, like, politics and something. I'm like, man, this is a great podcast. Right? Topic. Information. Why are we recording but, it? But at <laughs> the same time, at the same time, I just, I just want to listen to Watch the Throne. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? Yeah. All the fellas out there, you know what I mean. You hit play on that, you hit play on that album, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, you know what I was thinking about the other day? Rick said to him, what the fuck? <laughs> 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 but um, but uh, another question I had, man, and I forgot to ask this. I should have started the show with this. What are you guys drinking? Ooh, good question. Oh, I'm actually I drinking a glass of white wine. I don't even know what it is, but it's a blend of, like, three grapes. And Bo King picked up a case of, like, nine bottles of wine for me the other weekend. So, you know, I'm definitely hooked up at least for the next couple of days. But, yeah, I got a glass of white wine, and I've been drinking a lot lately, so I wasn't sure if I was going to drink tonight. But I knew that you were going to ask me that, so I poured a glass for myself. Ah, okay. What about you, Bo? You drinking anything, man? You know, this happens any time we appear on another podcast. It's always the first question that comes up. And I'm trying to save myself for this evening when we go live at 1130 Eastern. But since you asked, I'm going to crack open a beer. I'm drinking a can of Miller Lunch. <laughs> there you All go. Right. I'm crack. <laughs> and I'm, I'm drinking uh, Captain Morgan Spice Rum mixed with Coke. Yeah. Uh, which is the first time I had this was last night. And, uh, really? It's really good. Yeah, I like it. Uh, it tastes like Dr. Good. Pepper. Yeah, it's got that spicy sort of nice flavor to it, so it mixes well. Wait, Rod, I, see, I seen that on Twitter that, that you were asking folks if they, uh, you know, if they tried it, if it was any good. I'm kind of shocked. Like, how have you never tried that before? That seems like, that's one of my, like, go-to beverages. 
I did. I used to listen to this one podcast, and this dude used to take all his uhs and ums out. Like, and I could not even imagine editing that shit. Wow, that's a lot of work. Yeah, because... That's exactly what I was doing when we started the thing, and it's a nightmare, man. It is a nightmare. It is, and it doesn't really feel like natural conversation. conversation. Yeah. I don't know anyone who can talk... For an hour and just never say, um, uh, who was that actor that played it? Like, just fucking. I don't, I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck that, man. I'm, I don't want to hear that. I want to hear real people. That, you know, that's why you turn off the radio and turn on podcasting. Um, True. Yeah, right. And you guys are also, um, gonna start, uh, getting a dedicated host for your podcast and all that. So you're, you're investing money into it. Too. So you now you gotta do the shit, man. Right, right. It's an investment. <laughs> so it's a serious thing. So I don't know. Maybe someday, you know, we'll be on the level where we're making money doing it as well. Which is not like the main goal, but of course you would want to be able to do that. So I don't know. I think we're we're moving in a good direction. Yeah, and and my. Oh. I'd be happy if we could just cover some of the costs of it, because shit's getting real expensive real quick here, man. Oh, man. Tell me about wow. it. And my, my biggest question is, what's the difference between, like, going through a host like, Podomatic and having, like, your own site? Like, what, what are the biggest differences? Well, the reason we decided, and it, it's funny, we kind of ended up on this path because I didn't know any better. But I decided to publish myself because we already had um, we already had websites set up. We already had WordPress stuff that you know that we had built out on our own website. So we knew that stuff, and that was all familiar. And I found a plugin for WordPress that you know basically lends itself to podcasting. Mm-hmm. So um, you know basically that's how we rolled with it from the from the jump because it just seemed like the most familiar and the easiest thing. I didn't even really know of these other sites that did much hosting of, of other podcasts. But the one thing I like is that, like, like our, our boy from Canada who's going to be on the show next weekend, Tyler Conium, was doing a podcast for a while. And what I would find is he was he was on it, I forget what, uh, Podbean or something like that is what he used. And from time to time, I'd go to get his shit, and their site would be down. And really, there's nothing he could do about it because he wasn't paying him anything, so they didn't owe him anything in terms of uptime. And... Um, that's really the big switch that we're making is right now we just host it like a regular website, 10 bucks a month, but we're eating up space and traffic and shit like that, so we're actually moving everything to dedicated servers. So all of our websites are going to be up on a dedicated server. I get, you know, I know the amount of traffic that I can, that I can use each month. I know the amount of space that I get, and it, the shit's through the roof. And the goal with that is that we just want to blow the shit up. And I want to get to a point where we got to upgrade our package because we got that big of an audience. So, the, again, the, I know I'm, ra- I'm kind of rambling about this. The biggest thing is, like, I, I can have faith in knowing that I got my own server sitting someplace. I know it's always going to be up. I know that if this company, you know, I'm not worried about a company going out of business and my shit vanishing or anything like that. Like, everything is, is very controlled in that respect. That's cool, man. I, you know, there's a bunch of different ways to podcast, so I'm sure there's people who listen to this show who think about doing a podcast or have one, and, you know, there's always these different avenues, and I'm always curious as to how people decide to yeah, do what Yeah, that's do. what I was asking, because, like I said, it's various different ways to get your stuff up, and, you know, it's, it's a control thing. Like you said, I didn't know that people had free ones that would crash and things like that. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, I guess it's nice to have the investment in the dedicated space and whatnot. And, you know, I know that we were a little extreme with, like, some of the equipment we use, but it's, you know, we could always even get better equipment. So, yeah, there's, you know, just the evolution, I think, to the, the different places. Yeah, no no doubt. If people knew what we did to cobble this podcast yeah. together, they'd be like, oh, shit, y'all use that? So, um, <laughs> now, um, another thing, um, Miss Chartreuse, the way, the way that I met her on Twitter, I had a blog post about Barack Obama, kind of, kind of about Barack, but not really, but um, about, it was during the time when Donald Trump was, like, hassling him, yeah, and he was just using, like, his ultimate white man card of just, like, what is this, what is this Negro doing in here, you know, like, it wasn't even like he yeah, had any, brother. yeah, he didn't really have any type of um, actual legitimate authority or, well, it was just, I'm rich and I'm white, I demand a birth certificate, I want to see his grades, um, yeah. so, being <laughs> Your fingernail clippings, we want to know it's you. Right. So it was it was kind of like, it was just annoying, I would say, for the most part. But um, yeah. Yeah. I was I was leaving work one day for lunch, and I was just thinking about that shit. And I was thinking about, because um, I think it was either the day before or somewhere around the time that Barack Obama actually showed his birth certificate. Mm-hmm. Which is like, mm-hmm. so like, what the fuck, man? Like, right. why fight this long to finally do it? You know what I mean? At this point, it's just like, man, fuck these people, but whatever. But um, I was started thinking about my father and how my father owned land and um, how, you know, even with Barack Obama being the most powerful man on the planet, he has to prove I fucking, you know, I'm American, I belong here. And uh, it made me think about how my dad owns his land. He's never developed. He's never done anything with his land. But now I kind of realize why he has his land. It's almost like I can own something. I'm American. I'm here. I own a piece of this country. You know, yeah. no, you're pride for my fucking cold, dead hands, uh, white right. people. So, <laughs> I, kinda, so I, I understood that. But then I was kind of ashamed of myself. Because I was like, I can't believe I'm fucking 32 just realizing that's what's going on in my dad's mind. Even if he doesn't realize it, that's clearly why. Because he's gotten offers on that land that are like 10 times worth what he bought it for. And he's just like, fuck it, I'm not selling this shit. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just his land on a on a pond. It, that's it. And, um, mm-hmm. I, and, and so, anyway, so she responded to this and posted a blog about how, you know, Fuck these motherfuckers. Don't let them make you sad. You know what I mean? And I and I have to say that was excellently written. And uh, even from a, a, an opposing viewpoint, it still was very well written. And I and I um do agree with it too. Like it wasn't even a um either or thing. Mm-hmm. Was like oh she's saying I'm wrong and I'm saying I'm right and we gotta fucking argue this out. It, I, it was really like I appreciate that point of view. And actually ninety nine point nine percent of the time that's how I am. But I don't know, man. Thinking about my dad and my that land got to me. But um, do you want to yeah. talk about that that piece that you wrote and um, you know, your thoughts in general on uh, letting that minutia affect you? Sure. Yeah. No, I was. I can completely understand why so many people get frustrated with all of the crazy shit that goes on, even like regarding race in America. And I think it's a very legitimate concern, and I don't think that we need to just ignore these issues or whatever. But I was just writing about the Donald Trump-Barack Obama circus because I was kind of getting tired of so many black people sort of, you know, disappointed and crying and like just, oh, why are they still bringing this down and blah, blah, blah. And my piece was kind of to sort of raise the sort the way you think about things and that, you know, you can understand that this is the country where we live in and 
there are always going to be rich white people trying to stop down and put down the black people in power, and there's always going to be these sort of altercations and fights and struggles. And I don't think that it's even realistic to think that we will ever live in a perfect post-racial society. So my whole premise was, you know, don't let them bring you down and just understand that your self-worth does not come from being accepted by white people or from being really legitimately considered an equal because, you know, for a lot of white people that is just not even going to happen. You know, there's they don't understand their privilege and, you know, there's always going to be this dichotomy of the wealthy and the poor and we can't all, it can't all be the same. So you just have to get your own validation from yourself and, you know, don't seek atonement from somebody who has this alleged power. Mm. Well, that's deep, and that's well put. Um, and it's good. And I want you know, go check her blog out, people. Uh, MissSharkey.com because yeah. mm-hmm. there's all kinds the of shit was, like that on there. Yeah, the blog was titled "It Was Trump versus Obama Drama Act Two and Scene, Please." <laughs> uh, I'm just like I'm over it and I quoted in the beginning I quoted something from the movie Network in 1976 where it just says you know television is not the truth television is a goddamn amusement park it's a circus a carnival a traveling troupe of acrobats storytellers dancers singers jugglers sideshow freaks lion teamers and football players so it's you know just kind of putting things in perspective and just remembering that yes things are hard and we do acknowledge them but we can also raise ourselves up and have our own pride and here we go. Well now I feel obligated to ask Bokeem something deep, man. I already have anything to say. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Toby McGuire was never a good Spider-Man, am I right? <laughs> you are. <laughs> Dude, that's real deep shit right there. I'm with you. Yeah. Toby Maguire, not a good Spider-Man, and the kid from that '70s show wasn't good Venom either. No. Hell no. Nah. Fuck both of them. That was the weirdest casting ever. The hell yeah, was it really that? was. <laughs> All right, back got the show back on track. Yes. <laughs> yes, we can't have everybody drying their eyes now. Uh, well, I guess we need to do all the business parts of the show so we can get that out the way uh, early. Right. Um, first things first. Mm-hmm. This is the Black Out Tip that you've been listening to, and um, you can find us all kinds of ways. Of course, the website is theblackouttips.com. And when you're there, you can uh, vote in polls that we have. We put up a poll for every episode. Every one. And uh, people can actually leave comments in the polls, and they do. Yes, and they do. Uh, some of them are very ratchet. And yes. we, but we read them all on Saturday morning when we do our feedback show. Um, you can also find us on iTunes. Mm-hmm. If you're on iTunes and you find us, hey, why not leave us a fucking five-star review? We will read it on the show regardless of content. Yes, just five um, stars. We don't give a damn what you talk about. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So I've and, said and things those, I'll regret. Yes, and for those of you who find us on Stoner iPods or iPhones, or, uh, welcome to the show. Right. Uh, apparently that has happened before. Yes, um has. Of course, we have a Facebook group. I think we're at like 2,150 people or something. Uh, people keep keep uh, telling your friends about it on Facebook. Yeah. Let them join. Um, you know, join yourself. And if you like a status or update of ours on Facebook, I will ask you to be my friend just because, fuck it, why not, right? Yeah. You like our show and you pretty much know everything about me anyway. Can you do a Google Plus one on something? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I'll get to that in a second. Um, 
But, uh, and of course, Podomatic, we, that's where we host it, but you don't have to go there. Just, you know, it's streaming on our website, too. And uh, Stitcher Radio, uh, which is a mobile app where you can actually play our podcast right from your phone. Yes, you can. Uh, without downloading anything. Yes. Um, and what Karen was referring to is I added, like, uh, to our webpage where you can actually go in and if you're on Google Plus, mm-hmm. you can plus one one of our posts or you can like it like on Facebook mm-hmm. and it'll post on your uh, Facebook page. So, you know, if you're into that, that's cool. We're also on Google Plus. Yes, we are. Um, I'm Rodimus yeah. and then last name is Prime. I'm Say That Again first name and Say That Again last name. Yes. As in D-A-T. You literally said that again. Twice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, also, of course, uh, we're on uh, Twitter. I'm at Riders Prime. I'm say that again. That is in DAT. I know I just said that. I can't help it. It's program, guys. We do. Also, we do donations on the site. Yeah. And we now have a store. And yes, people are writing in like all kinds of cool ideas of shit to put in the store. Yeah. So I just keep adding shit because apparently Cafe Press will let me put anything on the shirt. So oh, yeah. far, cool. um, I don't. People want quotes from the show, but like, um, as cool as like a quote may sound to the listeners, I never remember that shit because it's just something I said. Like, yes. I, there's no act. Like, I don't turn on the mic and go, "All right, I got five quotes I want to say today." Like, <laughs> it, it, the shit just came out that way. It came out that way. So you guys uh, go on Facebook, remind me. What the fuck I said? I, I'll put it on the shirt I, as long as um, I, it doesn't get us kicked off Cafe Press because I don't know. Yeah, we we know, we don't much, know the boundaries. Yeah, but how we, much vulgarity? We, we might do. push it though. You know, yeah. Yeah. I don't pussy, think we can pussy put pussy might have stars in it. And yeah, Dick might have dots in it, but we'll, we'll try. try. I don't think pussy falling from the sky <laughs> is gonna make a shirt anytime soon. No, um, I don't think so. Of course, you can call the show. We do voicemails or live uh, actual call-ins on Saturday morning. We do. We respond to all that. 704-557-0186. And email the show, theblackouttips at gmail.com. And I'm getting a lot of emails from people who are actually mailing me their food pictures. Cool. Yes, guys. Because I've been blogging about cooking because I cook for myself now. Um, I was inspired by, well, I shouldn't say inspired. Um, I, I checked out Elon James' WeCookHard.com. Uh, I checked out, like, Kanye Breast on Twitter. She has her own site about yeah. cooking and stuff. And they have um, beautiful pictures and food you've never heard of before in your life. Right. And I was like, this is intimidating. Yes. Very you know? scary. This is like Arnold Schwarzenegger telling me to work out in the 80s. You know, like... <laughs> Like, no, I'll never get that, Arnold. I just need to lose some pounds. Yeah, that's it. I'm not going to get on steroids. So I was like, (laughs) I'll cook, and then I'll put it on Twitter and put it on the blog, and people can laugh at it. But uh, I found, and I believe I'm correct, I have been much more motivational in getting other people to stay home, not go out to the Chinese place or McDonald's, and and cook their own shit. And they're not scared to fucking submit it because... They're not going to be picked on. Yes, I'm so proud of you guys because the the thing is that there are a lot of people that cook at home, but like Roger said before, they might not have like a white square plate. Your plate might be round like mine. You know, square plates only come in restaurants. I'm sorry. You know, or, you know, or either you might not have... You know, you might not be able to stack the bacon just right or, you know, make it look right. like it's falling from the ceiling. You know, you might not do all those things. You know, that they do with food, make it smoke so it seems like it's freshly hot in the camera shot. Yeah. We can't do that. We're just normal people cooking, so we want you to right. cook at home. 
and show us your pictures and we will definitely put them up on the site and also for those of you that are buying products take pictures drinking your shot glasses with your aprons uh whatever it is that you buy and we'll put those on the site too yes um thanks to everybody that does that by the way yes. and, um, yeah i'm putting your food up there's only one exception there's no struggle food allowed. And struggle, struggle. food, I, that, that is when you take, like, two products and combine them. That are That is not really, like, if you take oodles and noodles, but you put some of the cheese from, like, Kraft Mac and Cheese on it, fuck you. No. That is, that is insulting no. to everybody. No. Don't, don't do that. Take pictures of real shit. Don't just, like... Put shredded cheese on top of a pizza that you bought from Harris Teeter. And, 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 and say none. No, yeah. we will not take those. I cooked pizza. this pizza. No, no, no you no. didn't, No, Harris Teeter cooked that pizza, son. Yeah, so. You're not, after, you're not after the ketchup sandwich, is what you're right. saying. Right, no, right. No, no ketchup. No, no, yeah, we do no grilled cheese, but no ketchup. Yeah. No mayo, no mayo and banana sandwich. Yeah, yeah no, no, no tuna sandwich. helper on uh, between two pieces of bread. <laughs> and, oh, look what I made. Fuck no, you. Son, no, I actually. I cut my thumb. Yes. I cut my thumb last yes. night cutting up fucking vegetables. That is cooking. Yeah. Fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm seriously dying right now. This is hilarious. And give to your children, and they won't be like, ooh, mommy, ooh, daddy. Yeah, yeah. The other thing is that it does have to be delicious, though. Yes, it has to be edible. Yeah, if you guys did, if it was nasty or you couldn't eat it, don't worry. You always. This is the good thing about the cooking and failing. There's always next time, man. Yes, don't 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 have, beat yourself up too bad. Don't be intimidated. No. I cook shit I didn't even know about, and not I should probably be ashamed. I didn't know about these things, but like I learned how to cook uh, stir fried asparagus and graffiti eggplant last night. Yeah. Um, cause I just that didn't was fantastic. No. It was Thank delicious. You. Yeah, and of course Karen tries all of it. So if it's yeah. not good. I do have, a, you know, someone to tell me the truth. Yes, because I like everything. If I don't like it, it is terrible. I tell anybody that. <laughs> now, the official weapon of the show is... The taser. And the unofficial sport is bullet balls. And this show is sponsored. Yes, it is. Indeed it is. Uh, it is sponsored by Shadow Dog Productions. And as you'll see on my paper in front of me, Karen, there is no copy to read here. No, Why? No. Because we were in the fucking audio play. Yes, we were. That's right. <laughs> I'm a fucking star, baby. We doing audio plays. We doing it all. Yes. Yes. You had sex this morning. That was sex with a celebrity. Because Ooh. I have been heard around the world. Yes. There's nothing like celebrity sex. Just not recorded. But the, well, we play. We were in an audio play called um, uh, Directing Shit. And I played Director Steel. Karen played my assistant. Yes. Who was fond of nap. Because so, art imitates life. Yes, I like napping. I believe in napping. And I was fond of being a cunt to all the people who worked for me, apparently, except Karen. <laughs> um, so, that kind of imitates life, you too. You got to live with me. Yeah, yeah, that, well, that imitates life, too. Um, I don't like people. But <laughs> um, it was it was cool though, and um, we I don't know we had so much fun. I created my own backstory for my character, which uh, of course never made it on there. But real no. thespians, that's what we do. Yes, you know what I mean. I I'm, I'm what you like to call a um, <clears throat> uh, what do you call those actors that really get into the role, like Christian Bell, those people that actors. Yeah, yeah, I'm a character actor. You know, like my That's guy. My motivation. Yeah. Director still had one ear. It was sliced off by a sword <laughs> in a, a fight over a woman. You know. Yes. Now none of this is in the script. No. no. But I know. You no. Know, I know he has pain. Real yeah, pain. Real pain. 
Exactly, Karen. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that was pacing and everything. Yes, I brought things to the script, and thanks to the people that go out there. There's a link to it on the website uh, if you guys want to go out there. I think it's nine minutes long. It's 99 cents. It's a real easy way to show support for the show because technically, by buying anything from somebody who pays us to do a show, you're fucking paying us. Yeah, to do a show, yeah. awesome, and yeah. you know, 99 cents, man. Listen, what? One African can starve for one day at a month. Yeah, it's just 99 cents. <laughs> That's it. Okay, for the price of a small cup of coffee, uh, you can let an African starve and just support the show for one day. Give, give that McFrosty. Right. Ooh, Lord, mercy. All the money you're saving cooking at home. Yes. Right? Because there you go. Cook medium. Um yes, I, I forgot what I called a medium. What I called a blog yesterday. Uh oh, watch the stove. Yes, watch yes, it. that was good. So, you know, all that you, you guys that that contribute to that, you save some money, go ahead and give me ninety nine cents. That's all I'm asking. Right. That's enough business. <laughs> to podcasting. Let's do some fucking podcasting. Let's Everybody do it, ready? Son. Uh, yes I am. Alright. Um, so I got random thoughts and shit. Okay. I got a lot of them, but I'm not going to do them all, because that would take for fucking ever. But, um, I was thinking, uh, and this is very appropriate, because we have an interracial couple on the phone with us. Okay. Do y'all ever notice that nobody cares about ugly people who date interracially? No. Oh, yeah, that's so true. So true. I, I, I don't I, I, give a fuck. Like, whenever you see, like, outrage about it, it's always like, I can't believe Will Smith did that or something like that. But if it's like Rick Ross, eh, right? Um, I, no law. I'm not, not on his ass anyway. You know, <laughs> I don't want <laughs> No, it's like you see, if you see a dude that you're not gonna fuck or a chick you're not gonna fuck holding hands, then all of a sudden everybody's racism disappears. Yes, and we can all just relax in harmony. It's like yes. oh. Brothers like big white women. Well, I wasn't gonna fuck it. That's cool. And then I don't right. about Rick Ross because I don't want him taking my bra. Right. <laughs> well, then, uh, maybe the theory here is is that ugliness trumps fucking racism. I mean, is that what it is? Like, 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 yo, we really, we really hate all the racists, but we can't stand them ugly motherfuckers. <laughs> right. It's like a Klansman and a Black Panther high five, and like, God, that was an ugly bitch, right? <laughs> Cause like if it's far if it's far as Whitaker, like you never I don't even know what kind of woman far as Whitaker dates. We, we have decided that he is ugly, so fuck whoever he has to say to it, you know? No, will. Right. I remember when uh, Wesley Snipes was at the peak of his uh, blackness and celebrity and like er, you know, black was back. It was all oh, Wesley right. Snipes is so fine. Yeah, he's not fine. He's ugly. Well, back in the days, man, when he had all those fucking parallelograms on his haircut and shit, like (laughs) (laughs) he fucking dug Wesley Snipes. I know, no, and see, that's the thing. You talking about ugliness? Money can overcome ugliness too, because it seems like no matter how ugly you are, if your money's right, people will go to you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I look at your money. I look at your face. Do I want to fuck that forever? No, thank you. You know what? That's 100% right. I should probably erase this whole thing because um, if, um, like, an NBA player is dating a white girl, you'll get, you'll get a lot of, like, oh, I can't believe that. But, like, there's a lot of ugly-ass NBA players. There he yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, have you ever seen these tall, gangly motherfuckers? Like, they're right. not human. Yeah. No. So, I don't know, man. That is, money does matter. Um, The reason I thought of this is, um, you know, I'm all up in, about Watch the Throne right now. That's mm-hmm. what I'm, I was fucking listening yeah. to. 
Bokeen, I know you're on it. I see you on Twitter talking about it too, man. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, they have a video out for the song Otis. Okay. And in the video, um, and this is what's great about being part of Black Twitter, um, mm-hmm. and I hope that motherfuckers, I hope, I wonder if white people follow black Twitter and they're like, see, look at them. But anyway. Right. I, I, follow, I follow black Twitter, but they don't pay no attention to me when I respond. They want nothing to do with me. But black Twitter is entertaining as fuck. <laughs> I said this on the podcast yesterday. As far as I'm concerned, black people own Twitter. If this country had a divorce and we divided up into races, y'all would get Twitter. We get Facebook. Black <laughs> people get Facebook, and then we 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 get nice face to the Chinese or something like that. Okay? <laughs> we do we do do Twitter right. Yeah, we do, man. Yeah. Um. So there's this outrage about the video for Otis because apparently. Jay-Z decided, and Kanye West, decided, I don't want to, no, I don't want to. They just didn't cast any sisters in the video. It was like a couple white chicks, and there's only like six people in the video anyway. Okay, so, yeah. I mean, it's a small video. Yeah, they're on like a fucking, some type of Air Force hangar looking shit, and they're just driving yeah, around and just, somewhere. Yeah, it's like maybe Area 51. I don't know. That's yeah. that fucking big. Then I'm starting being cheap now because instead of $50,000, we got a $2,000 budget. Yeah, well, I would even okay. say um, for these guys, it wasn't even about the money. Like, it wasn't like we want a cheap video. Okay. Because the shit they did in the video is pretty fucking expensive. They're driving around in this, like, modified car. They took all the doors off. It was a Maybach, right? Yes. Yeah, they covered up with Maybach. So, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a cheap video, for sure. Plus, they hired Spike Jones to direct it. Yep. And that motherfucker don't come cheap, either. Yes, and then they, like, took the doors off, and they put these gloves on that, like, you can touch the ground, and, like, sparks come off while you're driving around. <laughs> and, like, it was cool oh, as shit. Like that biker movie we seen? Yes, like Biker Boys can. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's not tell people we saw that. Um, All right, so. The cat's out the bag. My bad, guys. So, um, they were driving, they were riding around doing all that cool shit, and I watched the whole video, and I was like, oh, that's awesome. Well, I need to see it. And, um, of course, I'm also just, think it's just awesome that two of the best rappers in the game did an album together. That's mm-hmm. fucking yeah. cool as shit. So, mm-hmm. the video goes off. I'm like, that was cool. A couple days later, I go on Twitter, and I see... Motherfuckers are mad that there were no black women in the video. Okay. I am I'm not into that. You know, I'm I kinda shook my head at that myself because you know, fine, okay, people don't put black women in whatever, but I don't need to feel validated because I see another sister in a Kanye West and Jay Z music video. You know, I'm I don't feel slighted, I don't feel like that was a dig at me. You know, those girls weren't doing anything, they were just sitting in the back giggling. So I don't I was going to say, you know, I think actually black people should feel good that there wasn't any black women in those videos because those weren't even characters. Those weren't women. They were props. Yes. There were four bitches in the back of the car and, and Kanye and Jay, they didn't pay any, you know, any attention to those bitches. They didn't look at them. They were just props. Yes. So if you're going to objectify, if you're a black artist, you're going to objectify a woman. Isn't it better to objectify a white woman and that kind of dark skin, darker skinned Hispanic woman than it is objectify a black woman? I think so. And I guess, yeah. I guess for me, I don't care. I just period. And the biggest is why I don't care is because they actually go through casting calls. They actually, you know, have all this stuff these women have to go through. And if those women made the cut, they just happen to make the cut. And how, how do you win? How do you win? Like, 
Okay, so we got a couple black chicks in the car, in the video. They're not saying shit. They're shaking their ass. And we're just, you know, they're basically there for eye candy. Then it's like, I'm tired of video hoes. I'm more than a video hoe. Why? Like, what do you expect? Like, there's no, none of these women are going to have speaking parts in a three-minute video. Right. You know, like, they're not going to walk up with a diploma and, like, start right. giving a speech or to JV. Right. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? They really, I don't know. It was just one of those, like, in the West, again, if they were, if it was like Rick Ross, because we all know he's ugly, nobody right. would have gave a fuck. Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't even have brought up. No. It would, Rick Ross could do an entire video in, like, uh, the American Eagle outlet store or something. And ah, nobody ah, would say shit about the fact there's no yes, black people there. And Rick Ross could get all black everything, and nobody would have gave a damn. Yes, nobody. Right. Uh-huh. It's just because they're so good at what they do. And um, and, yeah, and Rick Ross does suck too. I mean, we gotta keep we gotta keep that in mind as well. Well, I, not only that, but but uh, they, these guys made a record for black people. Their whole entire album is about blackness and lifting us up. So what the fuck? I mean, they they gave us something, you know, they did yeah. something that represent us and it's supporting us, so what the hell? And they gave me the epic Sweet Baby Jesus I'll never, mm. never hear that not laugh, ever. Yeah. I've seen <laughs> I've seen uh, Talladega Nights I can't not laugh uh, Sweet Baby yeah. Jesus yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, The other thing too um, I, Volkin, I don't think Rick Ross sucks I think he's a fucking liar and he didn't do any of the shit he talks about but uh, he's kind of like Lance Armstrong for me. When he's talking, I believe that shit. The second the song goes off, I'm like, man, this motherfucker's full of shit, dog. Ooh. I can't believe he's talking about this bullshit. Yeah, and, and there's, there's something about his voice that makes you say, you know what? I can rock to this. I can bang to this. But as soon as it ends, you like, nigga, you was a parole officer. Yeah. <laughs> Honest to God, he can make an album being like, I'm in shape, I'm skinny, I go to the gym every day, and I'd be like, yeah, man, I believe that shit, dog. Rick Ross lost weight, and people would be like, no, he didn't. And I'd look at a picture, and I'd be like, fuck, he got me again. <laughs> uh, let me clarify my comment, though. I, I, I know I kind of put it out there as a blanket statement that Rick Ross sucks. The guy is talented. My beef with Rick Ross, and I've got beef with Jeezy for the same reason, is because they're very one-dimensional fucking artists. Like, and dudes put out some bangers, but if you've heard Rick Ross and he releases a new album, you already heard the album because he does one thing. And he does it well. There ain't no fucking variety there. There ain't no, like seriously, this Watch the Throne shit came out of left field. You could not predict after Blueprint 3 that Jay would be rhyming on tracks like this. You go, this is why a dude's good. You hear fucking, and Jeezy's the same way. You, you've heard one Jeezy song, you've heard them all. Unless there's different guest stars. You know what? That's a good point. And, and this is one of the things that uh, I always tell people. I like certain shit that I won't defend. Like, if I like yeah. something that sucks, I'm not going to be like, no, fuck that. It's not. Nah, it, it, he yeah. does suck. He's very one-dimensional. And, and yes, I, I like a lot of shit that sucks. I like, I love the song I'm in love with a stripper, but I'm not going to be on a stripper pole unless it's at my house. <laughs> 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 um, so, on the show yesterday, speaking of hip-hop, somebody asked me if I thought hip-hop was dead. And, um... I don't, and I think that's actually pretty dumb to think. But um, as podcasters, I think it's an even a dumber question to propose to us because 
we're completely it's like antithetical to what we're trying to do because I feel like the radio sucks. If you turn on the radio in your car. Oh yeah. So I'm like I get in my car, I put plug my fucking iPod into my radio and I listen to podcasts. Um, which are much better than the fucking radio. So we're yeah. kind of like the new hip hop artists in 2011 who are trying to use the internet and social networking uh, to like break into people's, uh, you know, personal rotation. Yes, and yeah. I and I personally think with the invention of picture radio, I think that's going to put a lot more podcasts on the map because now people can go and favorite it automatically comes in. Right, and I think that. Uh, even though the radio might not look at podcasts as competition, but podcasts are competition and it is threatening the radio because over time more and more people are beginning to turn their radios off once they find Yeah, podcasts. be your own radio and we have superior product. Yes, we like, do. Like, in general. Like, this is a superior product to what you heard on the radio this morning. Uh, you know, I don't want to read a strawberry letter with Steve Harvey. When I can yeah. listen to the Consumption Junction, fuck that, yes. you know? Right. Yes. And people will tell me, when they hear the show, they'll listen and be like, wow, Charlotte, you have a really great voice. You should do radio. And I'm like, what the fuck I'm doing radio? What do you mean I should do radio? I'm yes. doing it right now. Yes. I don't need to be a DJ on 101.1. I don't need to be that. I'm doing it myself, and this is where we're shifting, and we're going into a lot of do-it-yourself and create your own content and reach out to people that way. Yes. yes, and I think that a lot of people are very small minded. They don't really consider podcasts as radio shows. Like they don't they don't they don't because we're not broadcasting, because we don't come right. six to ten or whatever the hours are, it, that you have to find us that right. they just assume that oh you're just out there talking in space and wasting time. But no, people actually do right. listen to us. And there are people like I'm just saying like People should get tired of just like disasterbating and woe is me, the radio sucks, music sucks, but then fucking take action, do something. You have options. You know? It's not, it is not hard. It really, literally, it is not hard to find one podcast you like. And if you find one, it'll branch into all these other ones because it's so much more real than a radio show. Like, I, people ask me, like, well, don't you, maybe one day you'll be able to get into the radio. I don't want to be on the radio, ever. No. Like, because Please. unless they're going to just let me do this, yes. which right. nobody is, yeah, no one do this. No yeah. one in their right mind yeah. is going to let me say nigga 27 times yeah. in an hour, yeah. ever. And call people cheese foodies. That ain't yeah. happening. Yeah, that shit will never happen. But I don't want, like, a fucking editor or a producer in my ear, like, all right, wrap this point up. Okay, we're going to have uh, this comic who's in town. And uh, we just want them to get right. two bits, so just to ask these two setup questions, and then we'll go to another commercial break. <laughs> Fuck you! Right. Well, you know, the, the same people who dismiss podcasting as not like a credible alternative to radio are the same motherfuckers who six years ago were saying that blogging isn't fucking journalism. And by and large, there's tons of shit blogging, blogging going on out there. But we've seen that you know it's it's a different story now, and that that is a credible outlet that the mainstream actually pays attention to. But again, six years ago, motherfuckers were disparaging it left and right. Yeah, exactly. Bill Simmons, who is probably the most popular, uh, you know, one of the most popular sports personalities on ESPN.com, mm-hmm. uh-huh. is, he was a blogger. That's how the fuck he got on. Like, yep. you know, so, I, I, yeah, I, and, I, and, and you know what? Bill Simmons constantly complains about how he's over... 
you know, criticized by his own management and how he's overmanaged and told what to say. So, like, I don't even know that this shit is even, uh, you know, cool. That, that these people are, you know, like, well, why don't you go work for so-and-so? I don't know that I want to. Yes, right. I, I like it for myself. Yes, I like the, the just the freedom yeah. of being able to say what's on your mind and how you want to say it. And, and all podcasts are different, but we don't have commercial breaks. Right. We, we, yeah. we, we don't, we don't like, have music we, break. We, we don't yeah. be like, we'll be back to you in five minutes. Yeah, I got a pick. <laughs> see you. See you around. Oh, well, yeah. You, you, you know what, though? Bill Simmons does bitch about those things, about ESPN's oversight on him and the editing. And, you know, now he's got his own site, so he can cuss and shit like that, which he couldn't do for years. But I think he'll take I think he'll take that over the alternative because he ain't bitching about the fact that he's got a fucking million-dollar home in L.A. right yeah. now either. So you got to keep that in mind as well. Yeah, that's, that's true. I'm sure I have some price. I just don't know what it is yet. Yes, we you know have, what I mean. Have, yes, let the price be right. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Like, and we and we might do. We won't. We won't fully do the 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 the, the gig, but we'll do two steps. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not against selling out. I'm just more against uh, selling out to you know to act like that shit is right. Like, I, I think if I sold out, I would just have to be like, yeah, I sold out. You know what I'm saying? I think I had to keep it real that way. Yes, but you could defend that shit. You go get a Steve Harvey suit and everything? No, fuck that. <laughs> 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 wait, wait, wait. Can you, like, I can't imagine if Steve Harvey was like, I want to buy your radio show. Fuck you. Okay, that I won't sell out for. A billion dollars is not enough, Steve Harvey. Fuck you. No. Fuck your line of suits and your book. I, 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 I gotta ask. I gotta ask because I first heard this shit on, on an odd, you know, Tyler, the creator, talking about it on, on, on future shit. I've heard it on Twitter. I hear you talking about it now. Just explain to me, keep in mind I'm a white guy from the suburbs. What's everybody's beef with Steve Harvey? Knowing that I got no, I got no love for the guy. I'm just curious to know what the big beef is with, with dude. I have a very, uh, it, this is what it is. I have a very specific beef with this dude. He has written, uh, and I put that in quotes, two books about how black women ain't shit and then black men ain't shit. And, uh-huh. th- and he's going to teach you. He's not going to teach a woman how to find a good man or what the qualities of a good man are. No, 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 no. That's too fucking crazy. What he's going to do is teach you how to trick a ain't shit black man, because all black men ain't shit apparently, into being a good black man or at least... Dealing with a good black man, and that shit is terrible, man. It's bad for our our culture as a whole. It's bad for people that accept that shit as truth. Uh, and it's and it's just fucking. And he's a bad example because he's been in three marriages, two of which he fucked up. Yeah. And, and right. he, her wife, he had was having an affair with her prior to marrying her. Yeah. His mistress took him to church, and it changed his life. Okay, sure, buddy. You know what I mean? It's, it's, I can't yeah. like I. I created a diet book. How'd you do it? Well, I was in McDonald's, and I realized, and I was chopping on a Big Mac, and I realized, damn, this 300-pound Big Mac might be killing me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys should all do better, because I'm writing a book about it. I'm an expert now. Anyway. It, but he, wants black, he wants black women to think like men, too, and I'm not going to think like a man. I'm, I can act like a lady, but I'm not going to think like a man, because I'm a woman. So I that's all right there. Like, I'm not even going to look at you. Anymore. And his, his examples are so, so fucking stupid it's always like so you, obviously you got a black man so he won't cut the grass here's how you trick his ass into cutting the grass like what <laughs> who the fuck like no that was you motherfucker that was you that does not exemplify me at all that's nothing to do that is just you he's like taking personal shit from his life and like it's one of the reasons I don't believe in giving real relationship advice cause 
I only know the shit that works for me and Karen. Yes. Right. And everybody's relationship is different. Yes. Yep. Because of the type of relationship that me and Roger have, we're very open to each other. We, we laugh a lot of things yeah. off. There's a lot of things that we don't take seriously. You might get stabbed in your household. And yes. You do something that <laughs> we do. Like if I say, yeah. well, just, uh, she's angry at you, walk in the kitchen with your dick out. It'll be a laugh. That she might get your dick set off. I don't know. Yes. I don't fucking know your girl. <laughs> but in, but yeah, in our household, it's, 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 it's a laughter, hey. What can I say? Mm. Yeah, that shit don't fly in the Bokeen household. I, I tried it multiple <laughs> times. I just get dirty fucking looks. Exactly. <laughs> Not hilarious to everybody. So no, I don't exactly. give, I don't give advice. You know, like or or somebody. Well, you know, man, I think my girl is cheating on me, and I, I need to find out. I want to see what. Well, why don't you just walk over and talk to her? Nah, fuck right. right. Uh, I, I can't talk to her because she's a mute or some shit. And you're just like, well, this, this is information. You already know you have a big problem that I can't fix. Fuck you. Stop asking shit. You know? Um. All right. So speaking of fucking people, um, did any did, now I don't know if Miss Chartreuse even follows politics or cares that much. Uh, Bokeen, I know sometimes I see you tweet in anger about politics. Um, either one of you guys see the GOP debate on Fox last week? Yes. Did he? No. No, I did not. It's completely okay if you didn't see it. It's fine. It is a laugh riot to me. Yes, it uh, is. Oh, God, I can imagine. I yeah. guess. It is the funniest shit you can I wouldn't see. even call myself a Democrat, and I'm definitely not a liberal. I, that's way too hard for me. Um, but, um, that. <laughs> That shit was like a two-hour comedy special, yes, man. It was. Oh, we should have had me to know? Um, did you guys know at a political debate the audience can clap and shit? Oh, that was new for me. I that was sounds like, so. Hey, look at a live or a real live audience. It's such a bad idea. Yeah, because they were just completely pandering to the crowd, and you know, like Republicans are hardcore. So like, oh yeah, to pander to them, you have to like say some shit that is just like reprehensible you know yeah like i don't believe in abortion any important any any reason they're like well what if the woman is raped by her father and the baby's gonna just be like a retard and fuck that son no abortion ever you're like damn and then the crowd will clap yeah you wonder why i don't vote for you it was the scariest funniest thing i've seen on tv um they had ron paul up there and I felt bad for Ron Paul. I did. He had the most sense, and they was ignoring the hell yeah. out of him. Like, whoever served the most sane in those GOP debates has no shot in hell of getting out of the primary. That is mm-hmm. never going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, he's like, it's he's been that way for a bit with him, too. He's, yeah. been, he's been at it for years and years and years. He's a, and I would say on both sides, he's one of the few guys who actually makes a fucking lick of sense, and he doesn't have a shot in hell at anything ever for the rest of his life. It's fucking Oops. bad. It is so bad. Like, he'll be like, like, uh, you know what? We need to cut out these uh, foreign engagements. We're not the police of the fucking world. How about we save a bunch of money on defense and spending all this military money and pump that into something like jobs or balance the budget? And people will fucking stand up and clap when he's saying it, but the whole time I'm going, none of these clapping motherfuckers are going to vote for you, dude. At all. And I was surprised because I, I never really paid him any attention, but I was looking at TV like, I agree with you. Right. I agree with you again. Dad, what's going on? Why do I agree yeah, his, with this old ass his, man? His only downfall is social issues because he's like a like super duper type libertarian type. Where he's like, the the, the the market will figure certain shit out and the government should be as small as possible. But like, he, he'll he end up losing black people whenever it comes to like, they always ask him like the civil rights question, which is, 
So during segregation, would you have used the government to stop segregation and start integration? And then he'll be like, no, nah, fuck that, son. Uh, business owners would have figured out that they were going to lose money. And it's like, oh, I don't think so. No, no. Because <laughs> then they was asking them questions uh, to, to, about the economy and about how the government and the economy and and it was weird some of their answers though because they was like well the economy is like a business i was like um, <laughs> right. yeah well, the government is like a business that's what they were saying yeah the, the government, government is like a business i was like okay so when people lose their job you just gonna let motherfuckers just be out there with no assistance <laughs> right. what was the business <laughs> That's not my business. You know, you know, if, if we don't meet our quotas and, and you know, product doesn't sell around here in this country, we just have to swipe it down till we meet the quota. They, they also have a black dude who's running for president, which oh, I, I, put, Herman I think I put that in yeah, yes. I think I put that entire sentence in quotes, by the way. Like, I mean, all yes. the way from black to president. <laughs> all of that shit is just highly ironic. But um, he's running for president, and he's Herman Cain. And a lot of people, especially on black Twitter, are really upset about Herman Cain. There's, like, like people tweet me if I mention Herman Cain. They'd be like, that dude is a sellout, or he's a coon, or something like that. And, um... <laughs> I gotta tell you, man, that dude's fucking adorable to me, man. <laughs> he is adorable. He is adorable. I've never seen any. It. it is cute. It is almost, uh, because he's so harmless. You know, like, he's not gonna, he's not getting out of any primary. No. He won't be vice president. He'll no, never hold no, an he, office of significance in his you, life. You know, you know they're gonna go back there behind the, uh, vote booth and ask, hmm, Herman Cain, no, he reminds me of my puppy. Click! He's, he's adorable. Like, he's like, he's so um, he's like, I, I think I said he's like your uncle. He doesn't speak well at all, by the way, Ken. But <laughs> he's like your uncle that, that works in the garage and thinks he's built a time Oh. <laughs> like, well, you know what? That's progress, though. That's progress because, and don't take this the wrong way because I'll explain it, but it's progress because he's not threatening. Because if you go back to 2008, the black guy running for president and the GOP was Alan Keyes. And that guy, he's the only racist black guy i ever seen. He don't even like black people. He, black. he hated black people. He hated everything. So, this is, hey, I, I think this is progress for black America. I could be wrong, but I'm, I'm uh, just, Herman Cain, well, here's the thing. Herman Cain does hate Muslims. Absolutely. Yeah. Um... Which I also, I, it's racist, but it's also fucking adorable, man. Like, I can't, like, he's just like, well, if a Muslim person wanted a job, I would just be like, you know, I don't trust the the Sharia law and all this. He's just like, that is adorable. But you know, I just want to pinch his cheek. He's a little harmless fuck. Oh, yeah. I love that I guy. I know you never make it out of a primary. Like, I would have a beer with Herman Cain. I would probably not, like, I would just listen to him talk. Like, he's so fucking dumb. But it's so, it's so, it's almost endearing how oblivious he is to, to the reality. Yes. I, and, and, and now I'm done a 180. I thought at the beginning when he was in, I was like, oh, I see. They're going to use the black guy to take shots uh-huh. of Obama and that'll give them cover for like racist shit because they'll be like, yeah, okay, I called Obama. Well, we have a black guy on our side too. Exactly. Yeah. I, called mm-hmm. Obama, I called Obama a monkey, but Herman was there. He seemed to agree, so fuck it. <laughs> it must be truthful. Yeah. Why are you getting so mad? But but he's not even truthful. He's not even smart enough to do that. Like, he could probably make a ton of money 
just being in all the debates and going, yeah, man, because Obama isn't black enough. He's not the right kind of black. Am I right up top? And everybody's like, yeah, right, her. Uh, Fox is drooling to give him money. Oh, wait a minute. He's stupid. No, thank you. Oh, and then, um, the dude, uh, he dropped out today, uh, but there's a uh, Paul, uh, I think it's Tim Paul, whatever the fuck his name yeah. is, dropped out because, um, but he spent the entire debate going in on Michelle Bachman. That's that dude? Yeah. Oh my god, he ripped, man, he gave her the business. Oh my god, oh god. He gave her the business. Didn't he say some shit like, like, bitch, you ain't accomplished anything in your whole fucking life and don't belong out here, so go back in your kitchen and cook me something barefooted because that's where you fucking belong or something to that effect? Pretty much. Like, when they came back from commercial break, I said to them to be like, where's my sandwich? (laughs) (laughs) This sandwich has mayonnaise on it. But uh, that dude was so, like... It was like he was focused on her and no one else. Yes. He attacked her track record relentlessly. Yeah. Like anything, because, you know, of course, they're, they're Republicans, so, like, the questions are all like, well, you know, Obama sucks and whatever he did sucks, so what would you do differently to that? And, of course, everybody would have their answer, and he would wait till it was his turn, and he would just be like, well, Michelle, Michelle Bachman was there for all that shit, and she didn't do nothing, players. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he was sitting like directly to her left, so he stared her in her face. It was funny. He stared her in her face like, "Bitch, say something." Yes, I was like, "Dude, when I saw that, I was like, he got to drop out because no man (laughs) could be in a fucking debate with a woman and with fucking six people focus on the woman and just kind of pick on her all time, all the time." And survive like the next oh, day. The media's gonna kill you. Oh, he no, he knew he was gonna jump. He's like, fuck it, I'm gonna eat her to pieces because I can't stand this bitch. I'm that was his like, like that was like he dropped out of the race. So you know that was like his drop the drumsticks moment. Oh and, yeah, uh, oh yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. like, fuck y'all, man. Yeah, I'm he, out. He was like, we gonna be on TV tomorrow. I beat up for that. After that, I'm dropping out. Yeah, take it to the streets, oh, bitch. I'm out of here. Fuck y'all. Better not see you in the streets, Michelle Bachman. So he was in it. Uh, that dude was awesome, by the way, because he was dropping ether. Like, every time he played, I wanted the Nas ether beat to just start up. Like, just, oh, get him, Paul. Um, Paul and then, um, Rick Santorum. That dude is huge. Which dude was that? Yeah. Um, that's the dude who was like, I don't believe in abortion for nothing. Like, no kind of way. And somebody on Twitter told me, and I looked it up, apparently his wife had an abortion. Okay. Because, well, her, All right. uh, the reasoning for her abortion, and I, you know, of course, I'm pro-choice, so I, you know, fuck it, I, I don't care what your reasoning is. The less babies that nobody wants is the better. Better, yes. Yeah. Stop, stop having babies that people don't want. That's please. right. Simple. I'm Simple. actually, I might be uh, pro-abortion. I actually need, like that, I'm a disappointed with Obama for not being pro-abortion enough. I see a lot of these ratchet-ass little babies walking around. I'm like, why didn't somebody abort him? <laughs> yes, he will be robbing me in three years, guaranteed. Right. Um, oh, I'm, I'm on the same page as you. I'm, like, I'm up for extending late-term abortion to like fucking 18 years. Okay. <laughs> so it's like it's like you you got a 10-year-old motherfucker's a little too ratchet, he's a little too stupid. You know where his life's headed. Fucking abort his ass. Yeah, let's start it now. Like I'm, I'm for that, and I'm for death panels. Cause these old people, man, they drive too fucking slow. You're just in the way. Like, come on, man. You've had enough time. You know, we right. get it. We get it. You're old. Um. All right. So, so uh, he, uh, <laughs> Big Corn, 
<laughs> was like, I don't believe in abortion for any reason, even race. And I don't think anybody's ever going to get elected to the president with that stance. Um, no. And, and then how can you say that when your wife is that one? Well, here's, I don't want to hear nothing else you got to say after that. Here's my favorite thing. First of all, um, let me just say one thing right here. Uh, Democrats and liberals use this, this like reasoning all the time. But honestly, there's a lot of people having abortions that ain't getting raped. Can we yeah. just stop with that? Like that? Like, that is, like, the most extreme case, but it's just to get you in a corner where you'll be like, no, any reason. But, um, right. So, uh, like, he was saying that he doesn't believe in putting a woman through more trauma by le- by her letting her have choose to have an abortion, even after she's been raped. It's just putting her through more trauma. Then- you know what? He doesn't even know what... Like, men cannot even speak about women. I think that's the thing, too. Like, to be a man and say what a woman is going to go through or experience, you can't even empathize. So you can't even say anything. I think you, if you have that stance and you're a dude, you should be forced to be raped. Yeah. <laughs> yes. After yes. you've experienced the rape. Okay. I'll, I'll hear you out. I'll hear you out, Santorum. Your, your name already kind of means like a viscous anal fluid anyway. So I'll hear you out, buddy. It, it, you you got raped. All right. You're okay. So you think rape's not that tough? Cool. There's no big deal. You don't have to cry about it every day? Fine. I'll, I'll, I'll hear you out. You're not traumatized and tend to bear a child that you have to look at to constantly remind you of that yes. incident? My father raped me. And here's the offspring. Yes. But hey, I'm cool with that. Yes. That's not traumatic yes. at all. And, and then to have to do with the child that you have to explain to, oh, you are not conceived doing consensual sex? Yeah. And his closing statement was like, America is bruised and battered. And broken. Like the women. And I was like, so you wouldn't allow it to have an abortion then? I'm assuming. <laughs> Apparently. You know, that's, that's bold of that motherfucker because, I mean, you know, to Miss Chartreuse's point, you know, he don't know what it's like to be a woman. He, you know, he never will. And it's really bold for him to go out there and put himself out there like that because me personally, I treat a pussy like the Matrix. Like, I have no idea. I can't wrap my head around how it works. <laughs> it's even working. To me, I, I look at a vagina and it's just, it's the black screen with the green characters moving down. I have no <laughs> fucking clue what it all means. It's just amazing to be inside of it. It is like the Matrix. <laughs> like, I can do Kung Fu when I'm in this shit, but other than that, that. <laughs> I don't get it. I've got a spoon or two in my time, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, meanwhile, Herman Cain's working on his own brand of moonshine in the background. Yeah. Like, there's, there's, there's why, no he's, fucking... why he's singing his own gospel songs? Yeah, he has a gospel album. Yes, like, there's no... album. I love that yeah. guy. He is adorable. He's so hard. Like, I hope he doesn't go away after this. Like, I hope he's always just getting into some shit, man. I'd watch a reality show about Herman Cain just being adorable and saying uh, really dumb, antiquated things that don't apply to anything that's going on in 2011. I would love that. <laughs> now, now here's, here's the question. Did you did you find Sarah Palin adorable as well? No, no. She's How? much more dangerous because um, she's got that Paris Hilton thing where dumb people think she's smart. Because she's so dumb, you know, they're like, but she found a way to be on TV. She must be smart. You're like, no, she's on TV because she's so fucking dumb. None of us can believe it. Like, no, she's really smart. See, she got you talking about her again. And I'm just going to support her because you hate her. Because fuck you. And you're like, dude, you totally are doing counterculture completely wrong. This is not how it works. You don't just hate it because it's not because we're hating it. That's stupid. 
But mm. anyway, I mean, can you respect the person whose biggest lie was I read books and then you're like, okay, so what, you know, what news publications do you read? Yo, you got me. That's a gotcha uh, question. Right. <laughs> That's a gotcha <laughs> question. You set me up, motherfucker. Yeah, I right. lied and then you called me on it. What the fuck? That's what they were saying. The gotcha question. Oh, I forgot about like, him. Uh, New Gingrich. Yeah, New Gingrich. The dude had bought up. That like all his people quit and a lot of people just quit supporting him. And I well, was, okay, here, here, well, here's how they brought it up. They didn't bring up that his campaign quit, which is hilarious, by the way. Yes. He also was a billion dollars in debt, which they didn't bring up, which is also fucking hilarious. Um, and the reason they quit is because he doesn't like to do the little things you have to do when you're a politician. You know? Like he thinks that you can just now that Congress, uh, now that the Supreme Court has passed that the corporations are people type acts and they can they can give as much money as they want. He thinks, well, fuck it. I'll just get Halliburton to give me a billion dollars and win the president. No. And that's not how it works. You have to go get the fives, the tens, and the twenties from the little people by kissing babies yeah. and And Newt Gingrich is, I, and this is the one thing I admire about him. He don't like people. And I, I have that in common with him. No, he don't. Oh, his, his people fucking quit on him because they were like, dude, I can't fucking sell a per- a person who won't show up to the baby kissing event. Yeah. You know? So they basically asked him he's had and plus he's had some crucial gas on T V. And part of the reason he's had gas, um, and I know people despise New Gingrich, so I'm gonna get slack for this. But part of the reason that he got in trouble was he said things that I agree with. Like he, okay. he said things like, Well, uh, this is what Obama should do uh when it comes to getting Gaddafi. Problem is, it was a reasonable stance that he took, which means Obama did it. Because he's kind of, like, as disappointed as people are with, uh, you know, him caving on shit, he is pretty fucking reasonable. So he did some reasonable shit a day after my man Gingrich came out and said that. And then the next day it was like, yeah, um, I meant I would do some other shit than what I said. And, <laughs> and people were like, dude, you just said that Sunday. He's like, that's a gotcha question. You got me, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he said that shit like 10 times and he was nasty to the dude yeah he was, was mean as shit he's like I think he, he did that thing that like cheaters do you know like hey Bokeen I found his number in your pocket well I think what we need to talk about is why he's going through a pocket okay Mr. <laughs> <laughs> I found this number who yeah. gives a damn about that number why were you going through my yeah, pocket where's the motherfucking trust and he kept doing that Wait, wait, can, we, can, you, can somebody answer the question for me? The fuck is Newt fucking Gingrich doing in this fucking race? Like, seriously, Newt Gingrich? Dude's a relic of 20 years ago. That would be like they're doing Mission Impossible 4, but Tom Cruise wouldn't do it, so they're going to put Tony fucking Danza in it. And Tony Danza is selling it as this big fucking star. And you're like, Tony fucking Danza? Are you? I, I was by Eddie Murphy before Tony Danza. Are you serious? I ain't going to fucking vote for Newt Danza. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's exactly what happened, man. It, he was a relic up there. It was, but anyway, that that shit was hilarious. I, for people who missed that, and people who were taking it serious and getting mad, look, I don't know why you guys ever tell me to watch anything on Twitter anyway. Yeah, like I was tweeting about some other irrelevant bullshit. Like, hey, did you know the Bad Girl Club is on? They were like, no, fuck that, son. You need to be watching this debate. And I'm like, okay, but I'm just gonna make jokes. That's it. I don't, I don't give a fuck about me. This none of this is gonna actually happen. But, um, alright, so, the next random thought. I, I know I'm a hypocrite, because I saw Transformers. Have you guys seen the Transformers movies, the Michael Bay ones, at all? No, sir, I've not. And I, I, I'm kind of, 
I would like to see it because of the Chicago aspect, but I have not. I've seen, I've seen the first one with my nephew, and uh, it made me feel old as shit, because there's all this crap going by on the screen, I'm confused, I can't follow it, I saw all Herman Cain watching that shit. <laughs> Oh, well, I saw him, and the second one, a lot of people got mad, and I got a little mad, but I'm, I'm very biased. I can't not like anything with Transformers in it, but um, the, uh, they had these black robots in there. The gold teeth. And they were racist. They had, yeah, they had gold teeth. They were always fighting. They talked in, like, Ebonics. Oh, and then, I like, heard about Ebonics. that. Yeah, there was a scene where they're supposed to, like, read something, and they're like, we ain't no reading box. I'm like, oh, damn. So, um... <laughs> So, um, I, I realize I'm a hypocrite because I saw Transformers 3, and I totally was okay with the racist robots they had about white people, because they had, like, a Scottish robot, yes, and, like, like, it was like, okay, Scottish dude, can't stop drinking oil, fuck it, I don't care. It's, it's very, <laughs> yes, very funny. Yeah, it was my own hypocrisy that I was faced with. It, it didn't bother me because they weren't black, man. Um, right. Alright, ain't no, there ain't no hypocrisy there at all, though. Because here's the rule with racism, and people just gotta get this through their fucking heads. In America, like, racism against black people ain't cool. Racism against American Indians ain't cool because of the history we got. Now, you wanna talk some racism against Mexicans or some white people or some Chinese people? That shit's fucking hilarious. And roll with it and embrace it and love it because you know what? You think somebody gonna, you know, Bokeen is an Irish name. Do I get upset when people make Irish jokes? No. You know why? Because nobody ever put my family on a reservation. Nobody ever owned great, great, great granddaddy Bokeen. So, <laughs> it doesn't cut to the bone. It's like, you know, I'm Polish too. Make all the Polish jokes you want. Go for it. Let's, let's embrace this fucking racism. This is the post-racial America I want to live in. <laughs> and that's actually, Thank you. That's actually Black people can't point. be racist is my thing. Black people just cannot be racist. So I can say whatever the hell I want and I'm okay. So our racism is like graded on a curve. <laughs> like, ah, uh, that, that racism, that is a C, but I'll give you an A. Fuck it. Um, so, Swiss Beats. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Swiss Beats. I think Bo King is because he hates them too, like I do. Like any good red-blooded American should. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced this motherfucker's been selling the same beats to people for like 10 years and nobody knows. The same! He's like, if I put 12 whistles on it instead of 11 whistles, I can give this shit capacity. And then I'll take three whistles off, sell it to Jay-Z. Like, um, so like, you know how he always talks over his own beats too? Yeah. That's all he does. You know, he does that a lot. Um. And he's, you know, he's married or dating Alicia Keys now after she stole him from wife. He's married. He married her. He married her. Poisoning her. He's poisoning her with his with his illness. That's what he's doing. Do you think he he has he does those same ad libs when they have sex? <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> that was a legit question I had. Like, he got the, like, like, one hand in the air, you don't really care while, while he's got her from behind? Yeah, like, yeah. Because I can't imagine him ever shutting the fuck up. Like, he no. just, he talks through every like, fucking Like, baby, trip. do we have sex, Alex, tonight? Like, he's like, like, Swiss Beats is like, if you've ever been to a really bad party, a really bad party, and you have a DJ there, and he's playing shit that nobody wants to dance to, Swiss Beats is like that, that DJ who fusses at the crowd like it's their fault that he's playing music that we don't like. <laughs> uh, 
His Swiss beats is what happens to somebody who has rhythm gets Tourette's is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> like, how many whistles and tambourines does a fucking beat me, dude? <laughs> Seriously, play off the tambourine, but not, I'm convinced that the beats that he made for Kanye and Jay-Z, they, told, they totally took the whistles and tambourines off. They're like, like, you know what, this beat is really good if we just, um, if you would just shut the fuck up. And, um, also, what's up with tambourines? Does there need to be 20 of them? Because I think, you know what, let me just turn these sliders down. I'm going to turn the whistle down. You know what, it sounds just as good. Sounds just as good, Swiss. Anyway, get the fuck out the studio. We need to record, and you don't need to be here. Uh, I'm convinced, cause, and, and it is surprising on Watch the Throne, because he did the two, two beats, and he does fucking does do the hook on one, and I don't know why anybody thinks Swiss Beat talking, Swiss Beat's talking is a fucking good hook, because it ain't. It's terrible. It's, it's atrocious, but I'm still shocked that, that they're his fucking tricks, because there ain't none of the whistles or none of that shit where he's going, hop, 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 in the fucking yeah. background. Like, like yeah. it's got to be in his contract. It's got to be, like, look at a song like uh, Kanye's uh, Power Remix he did with Jay. An amazing, amazing, amazing song. And then it ends with fucking Swiss Beat talking with echoes. and uh. <laughs> it's like, it's like, you made a Sunday and then put a piece of shit on top of it instead of a cherry. <laughs> oh, oh he's so terrible, man. I hate him, man. And he, he works with all my favorite artists and he just fucks up their songs. I'm like, stop. Uh, hasn't anybody ever said, okay, we need to, you need to go somewhere? And... He must be the coolest dude in the rap game. Yeah. It's the only explanation. He's just like, no one wants to piss him off. They're just like... He's like Herman Cain. He's adorable. So we just go, oh, you know what? You know what, Swiss? I'll let you keep shit on And he is light-skinned. Like, he looks like he's about to cry when you're like, hey, man, we're going to have to take some of these whistles. And, uh, uh, well, Swiss, don't. Man, don't be like, uh, you know what, man? Fuck it. Leave it on. It's all right. Um, now, I've been, listening to, I've been listening to Watch the Throne a lot. I love this album. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 it took a while to grow on me. Like I, Sunday when I first got it, I was like, "The fuck is this shit? This is not what I expected at all." I, I expected them to just be rapping real, real hard all the time, like the song uh, "Monster" or "So Appalled." How they just went like hard. Oh, like, I was yeah. like, "Oh, I love Monster." Those are good workout songs. These songs yes, were more—they were a little more nuanced. You know, um, some people are, a lot of people are saying, is Jay doing better than Kanye? Is Kanye doing better than Jay? Which is also cool, because it creates that type of intrigue about the album. Yes. I think, uh, Bokeem, you were saying you feel, you're digging Kanye more than Jay-Z on this album, right? I was, I was at the time, though, I'd come around, like, I, it's very complex, I'll just say that. I, I don't, I would retract what I said earlier this week about Kanye, I was doing Jay-Z on this album. Okay, alright. Uh, what about you, Miss Chartreuse? What do you think? Who's out doing whom, if, if you believe in that? Um, I, I don't think I believe in it, but I think I skew more toward Kanye West, just even, you know, because he's a Gemini and because he's my guy and I like him better. But I can't say that one is doing better than the other. I like it as a whole, and I think it's really cool that they came together and gave us a very blackness album. Now, Karen, you haven't really listened to it that much. No. You don't listen to it when I'm around. Yes, in bits and pieces. But, um, alright, so this is my theory. I'm not a big baseball fan, so if I fuck this metaphor up, my bad, baseball people, don't write me. <laughs> Do not write me. But, um, I feel like, um, Jay-Z is like, um, Greg Maddox. 
where he's like throwing pitches and they're not the fastest pitches. They're just very controlled and accurately calm. Player, right? He was a Atlanta Braves. Uh, well, I don't know if he played for the Cubs. But when I knew him, he played for the Braves. Okay. okay. Yeah, he pl- he played for the Cubs before and after he was really good. Okay. Okay. Well, like his 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 placement on his pitches is what he's known for, like the precision, uh, the economy of pitches, and I feel like Jay has like almost an economy of words on certain tracks where you like he said something that took about ten seconds to say. But when you go back and listen, you're like, there's a lot of shit in there. I just, you know, it's Jay-Z. I've heard everything he has to fucking say. Like, I'm, I'm just, you know, at this point, it's just like, yeah, 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 Jay was talking anyway. And Kanye is just throwing heat. Like, he's throwing fastballs. Like, just proving, like, motherfucker, I can rap with Jay-Z, too. Yeah, this is yeah. not a Jay-Z album. This is a Jay-Z and Kanye West and album. And Kanye West album. And, and, sure. I, and I think it's all for the fact that Kanye had to work so hard. Right. And I, because he used to suck. Just flat suck. He did used to suck. A lot of, nobody ever said that. I remember when he was like, ooh, why are they let this dude rap? I remember that. <laughs> I was like, he must have made all the beats to get on this song. <laughs> <laughs> this shit does not make sense. But now he is the man. Yes, and I guess. Yeah. And he says, I have fooled myself. You know, he, he he's like the overweight chick. He was in the background. He was overweight. Nobody paid him any attention. They was like, yeah, come here, fat girl. We know you can cook. We eat your food, but we don't want to cook up front. You right. know, then he then was he like, fuck away. you. I'm going to exercise. Mm-hmm. I'm going to lose this weight. I'm going to take my fat ass to Zumba class and dance <laughs> class. And after a while, he became the, the, the fly chick with the long hair. Yes. He was like, look, motherfucker, y'all going to see me whether you want to or not. Yes. He went on, hey, he went on for it. He brought his ex-boyfriend That's on for right. it. right. And said, look at me look now. At me now, bitch. Look yeah. at me now. And then he, like, started looking at the artist. And the artist yeah. was like, oh, you go, yeah. girl. And then booty popping and twerking on the stage. Yeah. And the dude was like, but I don't even remember you, bitch. <laughs> I, was, I was fucking no, I, everything in high school. Both those analogies are just are just right on, and I think that that's the biggest takeaway about not only Watch the Throne but the last year of Kanye's career because that that Good Friday stuff started. Yeah, yeah, absolutely bringing it. And that Good Friday stuff he was releasing started up last August. So looking at one full year is that mm. he's, he's developed from. By the time, by the time that just started, I would say, you know, after, after graduation, it's like, alright, Kanye's improved, he's an acceptable rapper, you know, whatever, he's, he's, he's average. He's upped his game so much, and I think his game on a, his game on fucking Watch the Throne is better than it was on My Dark Twisted Fantasy. The guy's grown by leaps and bounds as a lyricist, and that's just, that's fucking huge. I mean, if you're running with Jay for 15 tracks, woo, you gotta hit it yeah, that's yeah. Like the the thing I, I definitely want to give him credit for too. Um, and I said this when my Dark Twisted Fantasy came out. He made that. It is a subtle transition, and it's not something everybody can get. It's, you know, for my nerds out there, it's kind of like when Vegeta turned to a Super Saiyan. Mm-hmm. Um, but for my non-nerds, it, it was the difference between asking somebody to like what you're saying and wanting their approval to telling them no. You're gonna like go. I, if you don't like this, fuck you. That's it's a huge, it's a small, subtle change, but it's, it's a huge change when you hear it because you're just like, you know, you can't walk to Kanye's face anymore and be like, yo, man, I don't like your album, and have him be like, but why? No, he's gonna be like, fuck you, my shit is hot. You give it two weeks, you're gonna be bumping this shit too. And, and, yeah. and the thing is, they made so much money. Like they are the epitome of uh, opulence rap. Like they are so rich. The only metaphors 
I don't understand are metaphors I don't have enough money to understand. Yes. <laughs> yes. Right. Is that a club? Yeah, like Oprah gets. Oprah, yes, yes, that one. Yes, yes. Yeah, Oprah's like, oh, so they went to that bar instead of that bar. <laughs> that's why that's funny. That's hilarious. Yes, I do. Ha- I own a pair of those shoes. Yes, right. What's impressive about what they're doing is that, you know, a lot of artists you can criticize. Like, I'm going to go back to the Rick Ross thing. I-, I can only hear you fucking groan and talk about Maybach so many times before it gets fucking old. <laughs> yeah. I know what a Maybach is, and I don't, you know, I don't know anything about cars. But I know what a Maybach is. I'm not even sure Rick Ross owns a Maybach, honestly. But keep going. (laughs) No, no, he should be fucking, he should be rapping about his Toyota. Like, fuck new Corolla, power windows. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got got power windows in the car. Oh. (laughs) I got cruise control. Oh. Oh, but every time he talks, I just be like, yes, motherfucker, yes. I, I got a gun. I want to shoot somebody, too. I'm not even ignorant like that. <laughs> I have a deal. But as trite, you know, as, as trite as that shit can become and as repetitive, and it's one of the things people who criticize hip-hop have been saying for years, well, all they rap about is bitches and money. And it's it's true. I mean, by and large, it is true. It's, you know, not common, not most deaf, but, you know, by and large, that's what hip-hop is. And Jay and Kanye have been doing it, and they find creative new ways. The whole album's about them being rich, yet they find creative new ways of saying it where you're like, and I, this is fucking interesting. Yeah. And I think it's also because, I think it's also because they want to raise people up and raise people to think like, hey, when you look at me, see you. And yeah, you can do it, and that you can empower yourself, and you can make it in America. So you think like, there's so many, you know? um, and the thing is, one, like, some of the things they're saying, yes, it, is, it has been said before. I mean, it's like Nas mm-hmm. said, there's nothing new under the sun. I get that. But right. part of it is being creative, you know? Mm-hmm. Part of it is also taking this and being like, this is my real fucking life. Like, what else can I rap about? Right. I, am, I am this rich. Like, it's, how can, like, I would actually feel like it was fake for Jay-Z to be rapping about being poor and standing right. in an apartment with roaches. Right. Like, you haven't oh, seen roaches no. since you were in Marcy Project. That is the last time you saw a roach. You don't even know... <laughs> Like, if he saw a roach now, he would be like, what the fuck is this new creature that somebody just invented? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Yeah. I mean, he's talking about planking on a million. Yeah. That is so fucking bold. I want to do that. Like, <laughs> I want to do that. I would plank on a million. Yes. I would definitely do that. Unless Steve Harvey gave me that million. Then fuck him. I would not do that. <laughs> Shit, own- at this point, I'd like to plank on a thousand. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Let alone a million. But you know what? In the point you said, you don't want to hear Jay-Z rapping about the streets. You know, that's part of, we got to, I mean, the guy's a legend, but we got to be frank about it and look at, you know, his, his track record over the last 10 years has been really, really fucking mixed. Right. Like Blueprint Two, and you know Blueprint Two gets beaten up more than it should because it's a it's an right. record. I think but, well, I think Blueprint Two is the only the only classic rap album that has ten tracks too many that make it not classic anymore. Like you take shit off of Blueprint Two and it gets better, which you really shouldn't have to say about somebody's album. Like yo, this was good except for these. Half of the album, yeah. <laughs> and, and actually, that's what they did. Yeah. They released it. They re-released it. We print two point one, and it was a single disc rather than a double disc. Yeah, it was better than that shit they put out. Mm-hmm. But you remember a lot of the weak shit that was on that record was him talking about the streets. Yeah. And it came here. You know, I mean, by the time Blueprint came out, it was like, all right, dude, this, you know, and. 
the original blueprint, classic fucking record. But at some point, you're like, all right, dude, we, you're you're a fucking multimillionaire now. This whole street thing is starting to sound like a fucking fantasy. And he was doing it over and over. His best stuff, like the Black Album, wasn't as much about. It was more more gloating about fucking being rich and right. and you know middle finger to my old life, like he says on on. Um, Fucking watch the throne. Yeah. His best stuff is when he when he gets out of that old. You ain't you ain't twenty four year old Jay anymore. You know his best stuff's when he talks about his fucking money because that's what he knows. Yeah, I right. agree. You have to grow up. You have to grow up, and you have to go past. And it's nice to see somebody come out of just like the negative and the harsh because it's you know old life and new life, and it's an evolution. Yeah, and all be inspired. And like I said, we take him for granted at this point because this shit that he says at the end, it's either uh, Can't Be Stopped or Not Gonna Stop, whatever the name of that song yeah. is. But there's shit that he's saying at the end that is like 100% official where he's like talking about how he literally came from nothing. At this point, that is old hat for Jay-Z. We're just like, yeah, yeah, you came from the project and now you're worth uh, half a billion dollars. So, like we really have gotten to the point where we're just like, that doesn't matter. But that is like the most crucial, amazing shit in America. That's like the American fucking dream. It is. And we, and we roll our eyes at that shit. This motherfucker is ugly and married to Beyonce. Really? Yes. He's so ugly and like, he's yes. hot because. Yes. <laughs> I mean, like it's Beyonce. Inspiring. Beyonce came on a song the first time I heard it. I rolled my eyes like, oh fucking Beyonce, really? And, and <laughs> I don't even know why I did that. Like a week later, I was like, you know what? She did her thing. Why was I hating? I don't uh, even know why she, I'm She was damn better on the throne stuff in her own shit. That shit was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that fucking CD. I'm sorry. Like that one song, um, and I hate to keep going on about this album. I'm gonna wrap it up. I promise we're gonna do a news article after this. But that song where the that's my bitch and how Jay and how Kanye is literally just rapping about women as material things, material objects, and then Jay comes on there and starts rapping about why black women aren't considered any part of a standard of beauty in the art world. And he's talking, and he's like, this motherfucker is, and then, and then he ends it talking about Beyonce, and he says, that's my bitch, and he says that after the chorus starts, and kind of quiet, because that's what married men do, okay? That is how we, <laughs> that is the only right way to say it. You can't be, yeah, that's my bitch in there making, cook, making breakfast. You can't say it that way. You gotta wait till she right. leaves the room, and then you be like, that's right. my bitch. Wow. Um, but that was so dope, like, for him to just, oh, and the people were like, he's not even talking about shit. That is shit. That is thing right. he is fucking Talking about what did you hear? Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We take them for granted. And, and Roger, I mean, you're talking about you're talking so much about that track on the album, and it's a solid track. But what's so fucking impressive about this album is there are there are fucking eight tracks better than that, my bitch, on the album, in my opinion. Like. Even the ones that aren't the best on the album are fucking great, great fucking yeah. hip-hop tracks. Yep, that shit can change. Like, that album's so dope, my favorite track has changed on a daily basis. There's some I days... Know, I, I can't even tell you what the favorite is. Right, I'll just wake up and be like, 
Murder the Excellence. Right. <laughs> uh, murder the Excellence. That's what it's about today. It's Saturday, Murder the Excellence. I don't want to hear it. Right. Murder the Excellence. <laughs> and then I wake up Sunday and I'm just like, Otis, it's time to get on Otis, man. Otis makes sense. You got to mm-hmm. have a dope. Like, and, it's crazy. And am I the only one that don't know what that dude is saying? When he be like, oh. Uh, nah, 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 I have no idea. <laughs> I've made my own version of that up. <laughs> oh, it's talking about. Damn it, that's what he's saying in that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I actually didn't I'm know. So with you. I actually didn't know um, what Frank Ocean was saying. Uh, human beings in a mob. What's a mob to a king? I did. I was like, I had to ask Twitter. I was like, what? The, I'm, I love the song. What the fuck is he saying? Uh, okay, um, but then I don't feel bad. Yeah, it wasn't as easy to figure out as Sweet Baby Jesus. I love. <laughs> Sweet Baby Jesus is that might be the name of this fucking show. Oh, okay, I think so. I can get behind that. Sweet Baby Jesus. Oh, uh, uh, Herman Cain, he's so adorable. Yeah. Oh. All right, so let's do some news articles, and um, you guys just have to follow yeah. along with us because I can't send it through Skype because you're on your phone. Yeah, that's right. So I'll, I'll just uh, read them. Read them out loud to you. And every week, well, every show except for the feedback shows, we have some shit pop off with swords. Yes, we do. Do you think today was an exception, Karen? I don't think so. Oh, that is right. Yes. More sword ratchetness. Yes. There's too many unlicensed sword owners in the world. Police, uh, they don't even have sword like, don't get me started. Police attorney. Uh, 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 they need him though. This attorney, this dude who's a fucking attorney, challenged his woman to a naked sword duel. Oh. Oh my god. It's bad enough to do it. We naked? What's going on here? getting more and more ratchet for Karen. What are we doing? Sword porn? I don't understand. The sword ratchet will not stop. Uh. A defense attorney from Titusville, I guess he will defend himself, was arrested this weekend, or this week, after agents said he threatened to kill his girlfriend as he challenged her to a naked sword duel. Yeah. That's right. What? Mm-hmm. I don't even know what to say about that. Now, this is what's fucked up about this. His name's Terry Lee Loki, 36, and yes, he's Asian. Yep. Uh, so yeah, he didn't have much to lose anyway then. I feel I feel bad because that's gonna marginalize the cause. Cause this is not just Asian people doing this sword shit. We've America, wake black, up. We've seen white, <laughs> we've seen high, we've seen them all. Yeah, now people just gonna look at this picture and go, sounds about right and skip to the next yeah. article. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's just when part of the can he stop thing. the sword on sword violence? That's it what needs, I wanna know. It needs to stop. Man. We've been fighting for a while. Nobody's paying us any attention. So um faces <laughs> It, it's, uh, he faces counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and domestic violence and battery. The assault charges is a, a is a third degree felony punishable by five years in prison. So you can attack someone with a sword and only go to prison for five years. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah, we take this. No, we take it so serious. No. Yes, yeah, no, we don't. According to what? Okay. Think he's a part of the Moshimika clan? <laughs> What's that? Yeah, promotion Mika clan. That don't worry. That's just racism. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> According, because he got a sword and he should be part of a clan. All right, Karen. Okay. Well, uh, people critics wrote wrote in yesterday and said that Karen hadn't been racist enough. You're welcome, Timothy. Thank you for promoting bullshit on the show. According to an arrest affidavit, Loki and, and his living girlfriend were arguing early Wednesday morning about his drinking in excess. <laughs> when he grabbed he grabbed a mirror off the top of a door and raised it up as if he was attempting to strike her. Oh! Yeah. He left okay. Lucky he didn't, cause that's seven years bad luck, man. Um, <laughs> then, I mean, but only one year in jail. <laughs> right. Seven 
Ten years bad luck or five years in prison? You tell me what's worse. Um, <laughs> that's when the girlfriend grabbed the hook that the mirror had been hanging on and flung it towards Lucy, who suffered a cut to his head. So she hit him in the head with the object. So after showering, because you know you need a break. You need a break sometimes. You, you know how you have domestic violence and you go, okay, time to take a shower. <laughs> Apparently, I've never heard of Al Green and those grits and what happened to him in the shower. I just like angry women hanging out in the house. So, wow. After showering, a new Lothi, uh handed a sheath sword to his girlfriend and said, you're going to need this. Whoa. Damn. Ooh. <laughs> he was ready to I word. He kicked. Like, that is some gangster shit, though, to give somebody a story in a sheep, like, you're gonna need it. Right. I, wait, wait, right. Isn't, that, isn't that like Gilbert Arenas putting the two guns down and being like, pick one? Isn't that the same yes. sort of swag he's got going on? Wow. That's, that's some gangster shit. I gotta give wow. him credit. That is pretty gangster. Did he also say, I'll, I'll meet you at the entrance of the village? Right, yes. <laughs> meet me in the moon night on the roof of the village. Uh, Loki was uh, then retrieved, and the reason I'm saying Loki now is because it was spelled Lucy earlier in the story, but then these motherfuckers didn't care about spell checks. Uh, so Loki then retrieved the larger sword, pulled it from the sheath, and told her, I'm going to kill you. Well, that's not fair. He gave the woman the smallest sword and said, the yeah. yourself and pulled out a big sword for the asshole. <laughs> No, no, maybe it's like how Chris Rock says about the big piece of chicken. He's the man of the house, and he gets the big sword. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I guess she wouldn't be able to handle a heavier sword, possibly. So maybe he was giving her a fair chance. Yes, oh, right. Yeah. I don't give, I mean, I don't give relationship advice, but I think this lady should probably leave him, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Seems no good to me. I don't know. We don't know the whole story. We like to justify it. We like to the background. Yeah. You know, maybe, who are you to judge? <laughs> right. Maybe she just stabs him all the time. This is part of weekly ritual. So, uh, <laughs> here's wrote that after the woman tried to run away, he slammed her onto the living room couch where he punched her several times. Wow. Uh, she managed to free herself and called 911. She told investigators that he left the house with the sword and still naked. Damn. Yep. Wow. Um, he was arrested Thursday, so he didn't find this motherfucker in time. Uh, he was, Hope he had found clothes, buddy. Now, here's the part that pisses me off in every single one of these stories. He was released from the detention center on Friday? He went to jail Thursday and got out of jail Friday, and they were just like, go get your mental health checked out. That'll, that'll fix this problem. Oh, God. Oh, we just do not take this shit seriously. It's very fucking frustrating, man. Um, well, I mean, what if it had been a black couple, though? I mean, this would not even be, we wouldn't even be reading about this right now. That's true. She would have been shot. Yeah, I don't even know if black people like Afro Samurai had a good, uh, sword. That's about it. I don't think any black people have swords. Uh, yeah, like that. Um, wait, wait, real quick, if we're comparing sword violence to gun violence, I mean, yo, hey, violence is bad in all respects, but isn't fucking gun violence more rational than fucking sword violence? Exactly. This is the most, uh, this is ratchetness. This is not even, it doesn't even make fucking sense no, to score right. someone to death. It's hard. No. It's way harder than shooting somebody. It's yeah. stupid. It's, that's why they need licenses. Yes. Like, they need like, You need to lock these motherfuckers up forever. Yes. Um, Alright, so this judge is about to get 28 years, or he does. he did get 28 years in jail for a scheme to unjustly jail you. Oh, it's real fucked up. Um, a Pennsylvania juvenile judge was sentenced to 28 years in prison Thursday after being convicted for a scheme to make millions off of unjustly incarcerating young people. 
Oh. Wow. Yeah. And I bet you most of them are black or, or, or right. color. Wait, yeah. how the fuck was he making money off of it, though? Well, apparently, uh, well, he was ordered to pay a million dollars in restitution. Um, and what? And, and I'll go into a little more detail. The sentence, and I and, and I applaud this judge. The sentence was four times the eighty-seven month sentence that he had agreed to with prosecutors. And like if he pleaded guilty, you know how they do like a plea charge. Mm-hmm. So the judge saw that he was gonna only get eighty-seven months. He's like, "Fuck that, twenty-eight years, bitch," um, which is good. Um, he was yeah. found guilty in February of uh, twelve. Uh, on, in February of twelve of thirty-nine racketeering and fraud charges for accepting millions of dollars in bribes from friends who owned detention centers, which see to where he said like juveniles. Wow. Oh, wow! Isn't that a conflict of interest? Oh, obviously, yes. <laughs> 28 years of prison worth of conflict. <laughs> like, this is wow. so fucked up, man. Like, how many people's kids were they just, like, were just, like, fucked up by this? Because once you, know, you go to, like, juvenile, like, once you're in the system like that, you're, yeah, like, you're done. And you're done. You're landed for life. The sad part is, if I was them, I would go back and throw out all those cases. Yeah, oh man. Regardless of so considered or not, I will overthrow everything. Yeah, how many, how much work did he create for people who had to go back? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Because if my child was on this, this motherfucker, they would be getting out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see, the, the case made national head, headlines when uh, the judge confronted by a distraught mother outside of a courtroom after his, oh, he was confronted outside of a courtroom after his conviction. So somebody was, you know, somebody, they got video of somebody's mom talking about why the fuck you locking my son up, and then the shit made national headlines, and then they investigated him, and now he's in prison. So yeah, fuck that guy, but man, that's sad. Um, yeah, no shit. All right. And it's not surprising either, but yeah. Yeah, that we live. you just have to wonder. What first of all, once you privatize, once you privatize something that should be done by the government, like locking motherfuckers the fuck up. That's right. You right. do run the risk of business practices starting to take over because business Absolutely. is about doing more business. And if your right. business is locking motherfuckers the fuck up. You might want to lock motherfuckers the fuck up. I mean, it's not yeah. rocket science. Regardless if they did it or not, or sometimes give them more time than the crime deserves. Um, so yeah. voting voting fraud suspects claim they weren't trying to cheat. Uh, three people, and this is funny because like everybody since Obama won, Republicans are doing it this time. But if 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 the Republicans would have done, the Democrats would be doing this. But you know, there's all these investigations going on in the voter fraud, and it's almost what three years after the election. Yes. So apparently, um, the authorities determined that these three people, <laughs> you know, let's spend a million dollars to catch three people. Fuck it. Uh, three people uh, were charged Thursday with voter fraud after authorities determined that they voted twice in Wake County in 2008. Uh, in the election, and a fourth was charged with voting twice last year. So, hey, I, I, I applaud the one from last year, because it's really hard to get people to come out during those on-cycle elections. <laughs> uh, Sherry Poucher, executive director of Wake County Board of Elections, said evidence showed all three voted early and on election day. The elections board turned the case over to Wake County's district attorney office to investigate and pursue criminal charges. And they list the ladies who did this, and oh, also some dude named Brandon did it. Um, so one of the bedrocks of our democracy is that we have fair and open elections, and I think this goes to the fabric of fairness and the public's perception of the credibility of open elections, uh, some motherfucker said, the district attorney said. Um, 
So the charges on they carry a maximum sentence of 15 months in prison. Wow. Yeah, that's a lot of time for voting twice. Yeah. Um, yeah. and how did they think they were going to get away with it? They, they don't think people count? Well, what, what it seems right. happened, uh, <laughs> like, what they, what they said happened was two of them voted at a community center and then voted, like, they did early votes and then they voted on election okay. day at regular polling. Yeah. Oh, so they sent, like, the early election. That's for mm-hmm. people that got a word. Which so. does seem intentional. Like, well, you can do early voting, like, literally stand in line, go for the lever. Okay. And then you go on the day of the election and vote in your district. Okay. Because the district, they vary depending on the day but you But they vote. did the mail-in one? No, no, no. The only one, well, those two didn't. They just, they really oh, went there and voted twice. Okay. So there's really no excuse for them. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's deliberate. Well, what the fuck are the election judges doing? Because, I mean, I realize most election judges are like fucking 90 fucking years old or whatever, but like there's support, there's a system in place to prevent that where, I mean, you know, it's something like, I don't know, a sheet of paper with everybody's names on it and you right. scratch somebody off when they come through. How yeah, for like registered voters when they are on a list in a district or whatever for their specific polling location, I think. But clearly, I mean, people did it, so yeah, you can't even you can't even log into Spotify on your phone and on your computer at the same time. Motherfuckers are doing the most precious gift that we have in America: the right for everyone to vote twice, twice. and they're catching them <laughs> three years later. Three years. If anything, yeah, I mean, obviously no one wants to go to prison, but if anything, you just told a whole lot of politicians and, and people that want to rig the polls to be like, all right, here's how you get in. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. They're not going to take those votes back. Yeah, they won't catch it for three no, no. years. They'll, they count Recount, change things, no way. Yeah. Um. Here's a great story. Out of uh, Des Moines, Iowa, police said a 48-year-old man has been charged with trying to lure a 13-year-old girl into an alley. No. Yes. Uh, Polk County jail records indicate that Robert Harding of Des Moines is being held on two charges. Enticing a minor under 16 and a parole violation. Oh. I mean, but what's wow. she, what she actually enticed? You know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe throw that one out. Can he, can he be like, she was disgusted, Your Honor. That charge should be thrown out. She, was, she wasn't enticed at all. Johnny Rancher. This, this is why I fundamentally don't understand the mindset of, like, the motherfuckers who get caught on catch, to catch the predator. Because, like, I hate children. I just hate them. They repulse me. They annoy the fuck out of me. And, and I just want to kick them in the head. And I know it's illegal to kick them in the head, so I don't. But it's really fucking tempting. The yeah. last thing I want to do is stick my dick in one. Yeah. So, you know, fucking... 14-year-old bitches, they're obnoxious. They're annoying. They should be fucking slapped by their parents. That's fucked. Like, like, these guys are way more deranged than we give them credit for. That's true. Yeah. I don't even want to fuck like an 18-year-old. Like, no. Right? Motherfuckers are annoying. No. Uh, no. You can the drink. No. Yeah. They're annoying right. and shit. <laughs> then after you fuck them, you got to do activities and shit. I'm bored. Police said the girl was playing outside near her home uh, when Harding waved from an alley. <laughs> oh, oh, good. <laughs> this is so 1980s. This is Van White. <laughs> this is like a lifetime movie. Um, and, and, and then he, meant, he motioned for her to join him. She went to tell her mother, so she like immediately was like, "Perv, I'll be back." Um, 
It's hard. Like a threesome. <laughs> right. She was, she made the immediate like, no, there's no candy over there. Um, it's horrible. It's a nightmare. It's not one that I think any parent wants to go through. Said Pulley. <laughs> How many like murdered and child rape parents are out there? Like, really, bitch? Because uh, I think you didn't go through anything. I kind of think. <laughs> I kind of think your daughter just turned around and told her. Told him. Uh, <laughs> my daughter's been missing for nine months. But no, but no, no, no. It's, it's a nightmare. Yeah, I get up. Go on. No, um, all she can say is that he's staring at us and he won't go away. I know at one point he was motioning to her to try to get her to go up the alley. So uh, they said that's when pulling confronted Harden. So the mom went over. He asked how old the girl was. <laughs>
I don't know if this dude knows laws and shit. I don't think he does. I he think also fuck him that young. He also said he likes young girls. Um, why they put that in quotes, I don't know. Because oh, maybe it's because that's exactly what he said. Yes. Because I'm like that is literally like a young girls. I believe. Yes. Yeah, there's nothing ironic about that shit. Um, so he's being held in bail, and he can only go to jail for four years, up to four years. Oh, good. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we have to make sure that these guys actually get the fuck a kid before we put them in jail forever. That's what I say. <laughs> Let's get them, you know, fuck two or three kids, then we go, okay. All right. I all was to put you away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You really are persistent. You're never gonna, ooh. <laughs> so, um, this woman, you know, episode in Good Parenting, she beat her son with a computer cable for having a Facebook account. What? Yeah. Well, hang on, hang on, hang on. See, here's the thing. This is why I don't like news stories like this, because it depends on the type of cable. Like, if it's, all right, if it's the adapter for a laptop and you got that big, like, white brick at the end of your MacBook adapter and you're whipping him with that, that's real bad. You're just, you just hit him with a USB cable to charge your phone, and I don't know that I get upset about that. Hmm. Those are good points. Um, now, this, uh, what's ironic to me is 103 people have liked this article on their Facebook page. I hope they don't get for it. Um, a Florida woman, oh Florida, um, has been has been accused of child abuse after beating her son with a computer cable for using Facebook without permission. That said, by the way, that sentence is fucked up because it's like she's been accused of child abuse, and then they just name how she abused them, like <laughs> like they don't say allegedly or anything. Just like she didn't accuse him. Maybe it's child abuse. Maybe it's just raising a kid right. Uh, <laughs> Althea Ricketts, 62. Yeah, she black. Uh, guess the race, obviously. Oh, yeah. Althea. There's not too many Althea's walking around, you know? No. Right. Um, she first found out about her son's account after an old acquaintance told her about a disturbing post on his Facebook profile page. This is where it gets disturbing. Her son posted a very worrying message which indicated he might try to hurt himself. In an interview, yes, he was like, I'm gonna kill myself. Uh, and then people were like, 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 like. Oh. Rod likes this post. Um, in an interview with the police, the boy whose age was not released said his mother had become angry and beaten him with a cable at their home in Florida. An arrest report says that Ricketts called back and told the woman she'd hit her son and he'd run away from home. He was later found at a friend's house with injuries to both arms. Um, damn, that must have been a thick cord. Yeah, right. Uh, the the boy was nervous and crying when he arrived. <laughs> she looked the shit out of him. Oh, God. She's like, motherfucker, did not tell you not to... That was That's when you get your ass hooked to that sound. I was trying. I was trying to hold him. I was trying not to laugh because I know how inappropriate that was. Like, oh my god, I remember those ass ones where you just like couldn't even talk. It's like she she be the shit out of me. She came with a nigga. Watch your nose. Yeah, she came with one of those like snot nose ass ones, and then she just like showed up at his friend's house and shit. Uh, uh, like you, she whooped his ass so bad he ran away. Um, uh, anyway, man, stay on Facebook, kids. Um, so this, this, you ever have a chick like you're trying to, or just I guess ladies do this too. You're trying to get somebody to go out with you. And they just keep declining you. 
You know, has that ever happened to you guys? You ever get rejected multiple times by the same person? Nah, I'm kind of a fucking pimp. Okay, all right. <laughs> Maybe in my like, younger days, but no, I don't have to take. I don't have to take too many no's. And the one no is good enough for me. Well, a Georgia, a Georgia man who's been pestering a female coworker at Taco Bell for a date handcuffed himself to the woman in a bizarre incident that landed him in shackles and facing a felony false imprisonment rap. Oh, handcuffed oh God. Oh, you know who's in prison, then? <laughs> That's funny. Love works in mysterious ways, Karen. Sometimes you gotta... Yes. Yeah. Well, well, then this is why I can't never get my fucking food right at Taco Bell. <laughs> they handcuffed each other. Well, it's already... Yeah, go ahead, Mo. What was this end game there? Like, did he picture someday they're going to be telling his grandkids, like, and your grandmother didn't like, didn't really care for me much, so I handcuffed myself to the bitch. And here we are 40 years later, still handcuffed. Like, what did he, what was the end game there? Yeah, he watched, like, one too many action movies where they do that, you know? Like, oh, man. Well, handcuff this hot chick to this police officer, and then by the end it's like, actually, I do love you. Yeah. It's ironic. Yeah. Two hours ago, I read, I hated you. But um, so he's 24 and he handcuffed the 18 year old girl because you know he's bright. Wow. Um, in the, in the parking lot of the fast food place. Yeah, she's trying to go home. The teenager was freed after a Taco Bell work at the Taco Bell workers convinced Dean uh to release her. <laughs> they had to talk him down. Uh, the victim, cops reported, had repeatedly re- repeatedly rebuffed Dean's advances over the past month, even had her work shift changed to avoid her creepy would-be suitor. Damn, this is a bad economy. She couldn't even go work at, like, McDonald's and shit. Wow. <laughs> like, I need this 425, son. I don't know what to tell you. I, maybe I'll work at night. Uh, <laughs> Dean was arrested uh, last night, and he was in possession of a pair of handcuffs. <laughs> open a closed case, motherfucker. Wow. You open the prison. That's just fine. Bad idiot. Um, speaking of domestic, alright, you guys ever have like domestic squabbles where you guys argue and stuff and maybe say something that you wish you could take back or whatever? Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, it's only human. Uh, me and Karen, we we never really argue. No. Uh, but I accept that that is uh, its own brand of crazy. Nobody ever fuck. I don't know any other company that does that. You know? Yeah, um, that's kind of crazy. How long have you been together? Um, since we're sixteen. So I mean, wow, so like fifteen years. Yeah, something like that. 15 years, 16 years. Wow. Damn. What is there to argue about at this point? We've done it all. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I have nothing to get angry about. That's what my advice. Get all your arguing over by like 23. You good. Yeah, you come in, you already know what it is. You're like, oh, I just left your shit on the floor again. All right, well. (laughs) What am I going to do? All right, so a Florida man is facing a domestic battery charge after he allegedly struck his ex-girlfriend during an argument about their respective physical attributes. Uh Uh-oh. Karan Gordon, that is the dude, K-E-R-O-N, guess the race, was arrested Saturday morning for slapping and shoving Kimberly Wallace inside the house where the pair lived together until breaking up a month ago. Oh. Yes. Uh, (laughs) He's been occasionally staying there, you know. Because, you know, that's how it is in Florida. Uh, according to the Manatee County Sheriff's Office, they, they named the county after the Manatee? Wow. Of <laughs> <laughs> all the names. That is, yeah, there's nothing cool about that animal. Um, right. the, the dispute included Gordon calling Wallace fat, which prompted her to respond that while she could lose the fat, 
Golden Kent, throw a dick, little dick fucker. Yes, nice. You went in hard. Oh, I'm fat. I'm fat, huh? I got something for you. Yes. Um, so he and his dog collar because he slapped the shit out of her apparently and made her nose bleed. Um, and then the police came. So, wow. yeah. If you're dating a man with a little dick, keep it to yourself, ladies. All right, guys, this story makes me feel uncomfortable because I'm the only white person on this podcast. We're on to the next one. All right. Well, this will, make you, this will definitely make you feel more comfortable. It's about white people in the N-word. Um, David Banner, David Banner, who's a rapper that most people don't care about, even though I think he's good at rap, but, you know, what can he say? Um, he, sparks, he sparks a riot with his charge words on this song called Swag off the Make Believe album. That's the name of his album, the Make Believe album. Uh, the Mississippi MC slash producer criticizes the new generation of hip-hop, calling out newcomers, including Creation, uh, which is this new white rapper. I don't know if you guys have heard of her. Yeah, I've heard of her. The girl next group. Yeah, she's in White Girl Mob. Yeah. And she's kind of the... Like, I, I'm sure people give me shit about this, too, but she's, like, the cool uh, white girl of the two. Her friend, V. Nash, is, v. Nash is ratchet. Very. And she likes to say the N-word a lot. Rat. Yeah. Um, but he was getting on Creation for her reported use of the N-word, uh, and she has repeatedly denied the accusation. And the, he also got on the group Odd Future because they feed evil to the streets, according to him. Um, okay. So he was in his rap. The rap lines are: the homies is busting slugs, the women is shaking ass, a white girl can call us nigga, and we just sit back and laugh. We call it swag. So that was what he said on his album. Apparently, some people are getting into it. Um, and then right, Gang, he's, he's not even a mainstream rapper. Most people probably wouldn't know who the hell he was. Yeah, and then the rapper Game, he also had something to say about her using the N word because she quoted DMX on her Twitter, and, and he used the N word, which I don't even, I don't, I, I just can't be bothered to get this fucking offended at this point. Like it's 2011, like unless. You calling me a nigga or some shit to my face. Like, what can I do? Unless I go outside and front and crawl. Yeah, what do you expect? Like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to punch you in your fucking face. I'm not going to, I'm just going <laughs> to, like, there's really not much you can do. Like, I'll just be like, oh, that was ignorant as hell. Anyway, uh, <laughs> keep it moving. Yeah, I think, well, like, a long time ago, one of my white friends tried to do the N-word shit with me, and I, I wrote him a very polite email, like a civilized human being, and said, don't mm. do that. If you keep doing that, I will not come around. What the fuck else can I do? I'm not going to hurt you. Yeah. It's really that simple. Really that simple. I'm a little confused here. Um, as, as a honky-faced white bread cracker, um, what was objectionable about what David Banner had rapped? I, I, I don't see... Nothing out there jumps out to me. As, as, I mean... Yeah. Yeah, I don't think it was um, anything... I honestly don't think it was anything that he was... Uh, no. being controversial about um it's just that the white girl mob is popular now and there's you know there's this, this little clap trap that everybody's up in arms about is being is popular um and what i found funny was um creation's uh defense of it um and and it's, it's always funny when any white person defends saying the n-word it's like that, that's Why like trying to say it yeah, it's like trying to prove you're not racist. Like, it's impossible. It's right, fucking hard. Hey, prove you're not racist. Well, I date a black woman. That's some racist right. shit. Like, oh. Right. 
Hmm, uh, let's see. My children are black? Yeah, you probably hate them too. <laughs> no, there's no way out of this shit. But she says, if I'm yeah. freestyling, and I said it, you know, when I'm freestyling, that's just the point in time. Any songs I'm writing, I don't use it. So she's saying, when I actually have time to think about shit, I don't use the N-word. But if I'm not thinking, I use it all the time in my freestyle. Um, and, yeah, yeah. Now, that's I, not... I don't... I personally don't really like white people using the N-word, and I don't think any of my friends are stupid enough to use that around me. Right. But I'm not going to sit here and get all up in arms about things. You know, yes. what am I going to do about this little white bitch from New York? I can't do shit about that. But, right. you know, you and I are friends, and we're hanging out, and we're, like, just kicking it. Like, don't try to be cool or say that, because I don't get why you want to say that. Well, in the again, what are you going to do? The freestyling argument doesn't make sense fucking either. That's a bunch of bullshit because to me that says even more if you use a word when you're freestyling because, I don't know, it's off the fucking top of your head and right. it means you're <laughs> naturally. Yeah. Well, I just like to use the N word naturally. I'm racist. Well, I'm racist unless I have time to think about it. Then I'm right, not right, right. <laughs> no, no, Hitler didn't really hate the Jews. He was just freestyling them speeches. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, she and this is what I found the most interesting part of her quote in Oakland, where she's from. Asian people will call Mexicans that a Mexican will call a black dude that a white person will call an Asian that. Um, everyone calls each other that. I feel like that word is used in the low income community more than anything. I can see it if I was some rich crazy trick. And I was just saying this because it's hip-hop. I was raised around this. Me and my sisters were all raised around this. People call me that, but personally, I'm not flaunting it around. Now, I, I find that interesting because she's trying to co-opt the N-word into just strictly meaning uh, class variant. Like, right. oh, well, you're broke. But that is kind of like the opposite because, like, nobody hates niggas more than poor white people. Like, mm, right. <laughs> Even rich white people are like, yeah, but I'll never see one at my country. Right. <laughs> you know? But yeah, you're the one who grew up around them. Yeah, that's, like, that's like seeing a leprechaun. Right. I don't believe in them. But I don't well, know. I don't, I don't believe in that fucking story one fucking bit. Because again, I ain't from Oakland. I'm from Chicago. But you know what? The Mexicans do call the Mexicans the N-word. You know when they don't do it? When they're around black people. They, yeah, they will right. never fucking do it. But uh, Yeah, if you pay attention to that quote, she basically says, well, Mexicans like call a black person that. And I've seen that before. And, yeah. uh, I, it, and like, sometimes people are down with that. Sometimes. Right. I don't know why that counts, but it does. But then the other two examples are like, white people are called the Asian that. And uh, Asians are called a Mexican that. It's like, yeah, because no niggas is around to be upset. Right. <laughs> like, that was a terrible and example. You just derailed your entire argument. Right. So that's what you get for trying to justify or explain it. You can't win. You can't win. Here's something I think we all can agree on. Illinois Governor Pat Quinn, so this is your uh, state, yeah. says he plans to sign legislation that will make that will expand the state's ban on protests outside military funerals. Uh, he will sign the Let Them Rest in Peace Act. Um, that basically banned those, uh, those, that, that church that comes there. That Westboro Baptist Church. church. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm for that. Fuck that. Yeah. No, you don't, I don't yeah. care what your freedom of speech says. You don't get to go shit on people's funerals, man. Right. I can definitely I'm, I'm, agree with that. Anything that shuts those people up, it, that's fucked up. You know, they, they need to get the hell out of this way, because I don't know what they're doing other than inciting anger and stupidity. 
the only the only objection, and this is a minor objection that I have to this, is if they're going to make it a law, it shouldn't just apply to military people. It should be you can't protest no one. You can't protest no I private agree. citizen's fucking funeral. I agree 100 percent. That's what I was going to say. The only extension I would want to see is leave. Like even if someone's like a pedophile, fucking rapist, serial yeah. killer, the fuck he's dead now. What the fuck am I like? Hey, hey, did your loved one that you fucked up raising and he turned into an asshole? Yeah, fuck you. Like, right. Right. Yes, and, and, my, and my thing is that you're not giving consideration to the family, their grieving, or whatever the reason may, may be, and, you know, who, why should you have the right to come and basically interrupt and cause more pain to the family? Nobody yeah. wants to see your angry-ass speeches and rants yeah. outside of a funeral service. So, alright, let's let's hit the speed round. We got a few more articles, and I'm going to wrap them up fast. Here's... Here's one. The federal government is launching a 911 overhaul. Uh oh. Where you'll actually be able to send text messages and video to 911 in case of an emergency. This is fucking genius. Should have happened already. Uh oh. Yeah. Oh, how does this get behind that? Uh, but I'm gonna send them pictures of my dick anyway. But yeah, it is yeah. a good idea. It is. This is like it's that shit is so antiquated, man. If you call from a cell phone, yeah. they can barely track where you're at anyway. Like. Right. Yeah. I don't know. If the iPhone can tell me exactly where to turn to get somewhere, they can tell me where I am. I think I want to use it when I'm getting shot. I want to be like, yeah, this is the motherfucker that shot me. Check it out. Right. That would be awesome. You're about to get you're about to get robbed. You put your phone out. You're like, well, now you're in 911 system. So go ahead. Yep. Um, here's a marriage proposal that went horribly wrong. This motherfucker proposed to this chick on a cliff, and she was so excited. She accidentally threw the ring off the cliff. Don't propose on a cliff, guys. Um, so she jumped around, hitting her hitting him with her elbow and knocked the ring out of his hand. So, bam. Um, this bitch here in Virginia is attacking a painting at a National Gallery of Art, and this is her second time doing it. She... What did the art do to her? Um, she saw one called The Plumbed Hat. It's an oil painting. It's valued at $2.5 million. Oh, she tore up a $2.5 million painting? She took it off the wall, slammed it against the wall three times, and said it was evil. Wow. Oh. And then, what yeah. happened to her? What, what do you do with somebody that does that? I, I don't, you know she ain't got the two and a half meals, so. I'm, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah We're going to keep you in jail until you pay this two and a half meal off. Keep that. I'm wow. going to suspend, I'm going to suspend judgment because we don't know if the painting was or was not in fact evil. That's so, true. Yeah. That's by the devil and, you know, maybe you let her out. No, but we do know <laughs> this woman was crazy. That's not disputable. Yeah. <laughs> one of the um, one of the ones that she did that to was a eighty million dollar painting, and it was called Two Tahitian Women," and it was two bare-breasted women. Uh, and they she slammed it, but it was not damaged enough that they couldn't put it back on the wall a couple of days later. So. Wow. Man, as crazy as people is about art, man. And in, in crazy white people news, Uh-oh. see that segue? No, we right. We crazy white person to crazy another one. Crazy. This lady, yeah, I like it. this <laughs> other lady, got bitten by a tiger. <laughs> she worked at the fucking zoo or the wildlife park in Halifax, and she climbed over a fence. Motherfucker! Wow. Climbed over a fence, walk, uh, climbed into. A, they have like two fences, so she walked over to the other fence where the, where the tiger's oh. at. 
started petting one of the tigers on the head, and the other tiger bit her on the arm and held it. And she said that he did that out of jealousy because he was she was petting the other tiger. I say he did that because he's a fucking tiger. Yes. <laughs> And yeah. they didn't claw her and eat her ass. Yeah, I love when they try to give reason to like, well, he did it because he was feeling upset. No. Like, what the fuck were you doing in there? Yeah. So, alright. Uh, the last article is um, this cop in Seattle, or ex-cop, he started a um, charity to help uh, people who are disabled, like mentally and physically disabled. Mm-hmm. Okay. And at some point, he realized these, are, you know, it's a charity. It's for people uh, who do not have like family and stuff to take care of them. Okay. It's called People Helping People. So he said, "Wait a minute. There's no people helping these people." I'm going to help myself to $626,000 out of these, out of their money. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He took their money and gave it to himself. Damn. <laughs> what kind of generic-ass name is People Helping People for a charity, though? Isn't that like, isn't that like on Seinfeld when George had, like, the fake fund he called, like, the People Fund or the Human Fund or something? Yeah, come up with something a little, a little more descriptive than that. <laughs> yeah, People Helping People, man. People help, People Helping People score cocaine. Like, yeah. you don't know what they're helping to do. <laughs> like, you think that was his, his whole defense in court was just like, I'm a person. <laughs> and as you see in the yes. title, yes, it's just people helping people. Technically, they were helping me, people which is a person. People have sex, you know. Yeah, these, these people helped me to six hundred twenty-six thousand dollars. Yes. Um, <laughs> but anyway, that's that's the last article. Uh, thank you guys for hanging out with yes, us. Thank you. We really enjoyed it, thank man. You. Likewise, thanks for having us. Yeah, we'll definitely have you guys back too, man. We will. Um, and likewise, we'll have you on the show too for a little change of perspective too. That'd be great. No doubt, man. Like I said, I love you guys' show, and I'll keep listening. Um, and, yeah. you know, and the fact that you guys are going to be doing one every week, that's even more awesome. Um, because yeah. I like listening to you guys. And when there's not one up, I'm always like, shit, let me just refresh this. Like, oh, yes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys want to check them out, you know, you heard them on here, but, you know, you really want to hear them do that thing. They're actually going to be live tonight, so you can actually hit them up on Twitter if I get this up in time. But if not... Don't forget, you can follow them on Twitter. That's at Bokeen, B-O-K-E-E-N. It's at Miss Chartreuse, M-I-Z, Chartreuse, C-H-R-T-R-E-U-S-E. And uh, you can go to the Consumption Junction uh, on iTunes and search for Consumption Junction. Or you can go to ConsumptionJCT.com. Or you can also follow Mr. Truth's uh, blog, MissChartreuse.com, which is the same way I spelled it, M-I-Z-C-H-R-T-R-E-U-S-E. Um... This podcast is brought to you by uh, Shadow Dog Productions, uh, directing shit audio play, uh, which we starred in, and uh, which should make it awesome enough for you guys. Um, I mean, you already listened to us for two hours, right? So, I mean, come on, nine more minutes. Don't be a pussy, guys. Nine minutes. Um, and then also uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm at Rodgers Prime. I'll say that again. That is in D-A-T. Um, and go to theblackouttips.com. Go to the store. Buy shit. Let us know what kind of shit you want in there. Uh, if you have quotes and stuff you want on T-shirts, let me know. I'll get it on there for you. Um, and uh, also donate to the show. You can do that there. Uh, don't forget to keep uh, contacting us. Call us. 704-557-0186. When we do our live. 
live shows on Saturdays and do our feedback. Even reviews. Yeah, leave us five-star iTunes reviews. Uh, don't forget to email the show. If it's your pictures and you want to be featured in the blog with your cooking. And it's just some tasty pictures. Alright, I like people people cooking at home. Like, I know that, it, you know, you got to plate it and you got to take a picture at a certain angle. Fuck that. Send the picture however. I know what good food looks like. I'm fat. I cook a lot of fucking food. I can tell when you're doing a good job. Um, so send that to us, theblackoutists at gmail.com. And um, I don't know. That should be enough for everybody, Karen. That was right. amazing, I must say. Woo! Well Alright, well, thank you guys, and uh, until, what, Thursday, Karen? Thursday. Alright, I love you, you too. Mwah. And I'll bring you out the, out the darkness. Sweet King Martin. Sweet Queen Loretta. Sweet Brother Malcolm. Mother Mary, sweet Father Joseph, sweet Jesus, we made it in America, sweet baby Jesus, oh sweet baby Jesus, we made it in America, sweet baby Jesus, oh sweet baby Jesus. Hustle every day for a beat from Ye. What I do? Turn around, get them beats to J. And I'm rapping on a beast they was supposed to buy. I guess I'm getting high on my own supply. Downtown, mixing fabrics, trying to find the magic. Started a little blog just to get some traffic. Old folks are telling that they're playing traffic. Uh, a million hits and the web crashes. Damn, South Park had them all laughing. Now all my niggas designing and we all swagging. Uh, ignore the critics just to say we did it. This ain't no fashion show, motherfucker. We living. Martin.